This episode is sponsored by Trekkle, T-R-E-K-E-L-L.com. Visit Trekkle.com and give us some love at checkout using promo code SD20. That's promo code SD20. Adventures in Staying Home with your host, Edward Minow, Jay Braun, and featuring his own line of Treckle signature brushes, our very own Tony Cernot. I just hit record. Okay, it's recording right now. All right, great. Stop recording. Let me just make sure I'm not f***ed up. Can you hear me, Ted, okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear Jay okay? Jay. Nice. So, yeah, I'm recording this. Hopefully I won't mess up where this goes or anything like that. So I'm going to try my best to not screw this up. Well, so wait a second. We're – so – we have an intro for the podcast with um, featuring Ken Salas, which is ready to go, right, Jay? This is the intro, I think, isn't it? That's what I'm asking Jay. Did he mute himself? No, he just walked away from the uh, computer. Jay Braun, where'd you go? Hold on. Okay. I gotta, I gotta tape my. Uh... This is actually not that hard to do. As soon as I like, kind of figured it out, I was like, "Oh, okay." I just have to send you an email, and you click it, and it goes right to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I could do it on my computer, which would be better, but uh, I'm having trouble actually getting that email on my computer for some reason. <laughs> oh, really? The. Yeah, that one's not really great. Um, okay. So, I mean, it seems that whoever hosts it has the, um, I don't know how to give Jay Brown the permission to record. So whoever hosts it generally has control. So if we do these, um, maybe Jay or somebody to host it. So he has the, um, he has the control of it, but otherwise I could just send you the file hopefully. And this is one of these meetings that you don't need to have. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I forwarded the email to myself. Hang on. Oh, my God. Hang on, but then I got to leave from... Oh, okay. Why am I seeing... Oh, God, there's that painting again. It actually kind of does look like you. So you're on a different computer? Go back to the painting again for a second. Go back to the painting again. All right. Is that better? Yeah, go back to the painting. Go back to your painting. It's gone. It's gone. It's all on my phone, stupid. You're more echoey on this computer. I'm more echoey? Yeah. So the phone had better sound? Jay, did his phone have better sound than his computer? Yes. So yeah. I should go, the phone yeah. is better than the computer? Yeah, the other one yeah, sounded way better. Doesn't, it doesn't matter at all, but if you're taking this a lot more seriously than I am. Yeah, but I don't want to figure it out. Yeah, but, but audio artifacts have their charm in a situation like this. All right. All right. All right. I'll stick with I this. You guys are being like fuddy-duddies about this. All right. No, whatever you want to, you want to do the. You know, I I appreciate the striving for perfection. All yeah. right, so let's do 
an intro for Ken Salas, shall we? But yeah, let's just do an intro for the podcast. So, yeah. I mean, for starters, we recorded an interview with Ken Salas, who uh, at the time had recently, although now it's been quite a while, released a book called The Landscape in Oil by Ken Salas, mm-hmm. which you can buy on Amazon. Um, and uh, so he's talking a lot about the book and how it came together and just about his life as an artist. But uh, as I said, we recorded this a, t- a long time ago and uh, a lot has changed over the past few weeks. And I think uh, it would, it's hard to not acknowledge that like there's something happening and we're all kind of, at least in New York, we're kind of locked in our studios. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Dallas right now and, and you could probably hear from the recording uh, the, the sound quality that we're all in different places. Jay's Which on we the, never do. Yeah. And Jay is, um, uh, Jay Braun is on the other, uh, uh, the third person on here and we're all in our studios because in the last few weeks, you know, obviously everybody knows, knows about coronavirus and that we're all uh, subjected to being in isolation, hopefully hopefully for as short of a time as possible jay's always uh, in isolation yeah yeah (laughs) well this this is this is no yeah this is no problem for me this part of it's just people kind of scatter they try to not be (laughs) (laughs) um but um i've seen a lot of um things on facebook where people a lot of artists are like yeah we've been ice we've been in isolation our whole lives and i was like yeah like when we were talking when i was talking to ted and jay about this and we wanted to start giving you guys more podcasts because we do have a bunch of recordings already recorded. Um, so when we talk, we want to just, since everybody's going to be at home, we want to just try as, as much as possible to give you all um, some content to listen to while you all are hopefully in your studios working or being with just family. I know for myself that I'm um, doing, um, I, I'm, I'm homeschooling the kids. Um, so I won't be painting right now for a while. But I enjoy seeing other people working in their studios who have the, who have the you, opportunity. You be, aren't you drawing, man? You're a. Well, Jay, there's no call for that. First of all, kind of just hard to take in general, which is why he's been in isolation. I, Tony, I like. I'm also uh, spending a lot of time with kids and schoolwork. Um, I did start though. Uh, with my younger son, uh, a painting of him while he's kind of at a laptop doing some of the schoolwork. And I, I don't get a ton of time to do it every day, but yeah. honestly, like that's been one of the brightest spots of my kind of home prison stuff. Yeah. Is that like, I, at least I'm getting to paint a little bit and even a little bit, like it means a lot. And I'm hopeful that like, everybody is finding ways to squeeze in painting if you're a painter and also that maybe some of these podcasts will just when you are able to be in the studio give you a a help to kind of reassure you that like we're all in the same boat and we're all in our studios and we're all trying to eke out a little bit of you know time to to work um that's that's the time when, like Tony said, we're all kind of normally isolated in our studios. That's the time when you feel really normal uh, and when it doesn't feel like you're not, you know, 
a prisoner in your house. Yeah. It feels more like uh, you're doing what you want. But um, also I just, I wanted to, you know, mention again, Ken Salas, his book, uh, Landscapes in Oil, uh, which you can order because I think uh, having good, like I've, I've been reading way more than I've been able to read in years because uh, I just am around the house a lot more. And uh, so there's no travel time or anything. And so I'm just sitting around the house and I'm, uh, I'm also kind of enjoying uh, reading a few books that I'm, yeah. that I'm getting into. Uh, so Ken's, Ken's book would be a good one. He kind of, there's a lot of instruction, but he's also trying to talk about, uh, the philosophy behind landscape painting and kind of get into the why a little bit more than a lot of instructional books get. And, you know, while I'm at it, uh, plugging, uh, instructional books, I should also, um, mention Todd Casey, who has a, a new book out called the art of still life. Uh, Todd's a friend of ours. Yeah. It's a cool book. It features paintings by both Tony and me. Um, no paintings by Jay, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Todd's book is is also it's great, and um, yes. we're definitely going to have Todd on the podcast uh, if if he's if he'll have us. <laughs> he's a no, but he's seriously, a fancy Todd, author, uh, he's a friend, and uh, we'd love to to talk to him about his book too. But if you're looking for two books to um, get you through some of the isolation time, Landscapes in Oil by Ken Salas, who you'll hear in the interview or in the podcast, and Todd Casey, The Art of Still Life, uh, are two good options. Very good. You know, it's been kind of it's been really cool to see since I'm not able to paint right now. Um, is how many people are out there willing to do, um, you know, live either Instagram or on some sort of Google chat meeting type of thing where they're painting live and people can just pop in and watch them paint. I know I'm going to try to do one as soon as I figure out how to juggle because um, this week was our, my first week of, um, of homeschooling the kids and I'm not a very good homeschool teacher yet. So. Um, I'm hoping to figure out a little bit of the, the routine. And then as soon as I'm able to figure out the routine, I would love to get back into painting at some point, whether it's at night or something like that. And hopefully I'll try to pop something out um, on the internet for people to watch. But um, we're going to try to put out some content for you, whether it's the ones that are recorded or some new content doing it this kind of uh, recorded way. Um, maybe we can get some new content of artists who are in their studios currently working and see what it's like and see what their uh, opinions or uh, experiences are. And I think that would be a really great way to, to connect with everybody, even though we can't connect in person um, in, for now. And we yeah. all will. And I do think that we should all keep our, our heads up because this will pass and we will all get back together and think about the party that's going to come down when all this is you know in the rear view mirror i think it'll be you mean the one that you won't be invited to i will be <laughs> to check in with some of the artists that we've uh that we've had on the podcast and then also some of the ones who we haven't had yet just to see how different people are using the time and also how people are processing because I, I mean it maybe makes you feel a little bit more okay with the fact that you're not as productive as you yeah. want to be i think none of us are this is it's a huge collective thing that we're all experiencing. And so 
uh, I think kind of delving into that with different artists will be sort of an interesting thing and hopefully we can deliver on that. You know, I was thinking the, um, the other day, um, when, again, when this is passed and there's time to reflect on it, I wonder, you know, coming from our world and Jay too, in, in the world of music, what kind of art, creative music, you know, it's something that's going to come out of this. I really wonder what's going to come out of this um, as far as creativity and or new work being made once this is in the past. So um, we'll see. And I, and I look forward to seeing that work uh, when we don't have to stress about everyday life, you know, just the current situation. But again, um, keep your head up. We'll get past this. This is going to, and it's going to be amazing to, to share time with everybody again. Anyway, um, here's, uh, um, here's our latest episode. Stay tuned for more coming because we do have a bunch of recordings. Wait, aren't we going to like, I thought we were going to talk about like what we're doing. You know, well, we'll you do know. that again. We I mean, already I, did that. I already did. I'm, I'm taking did. care of kids and that's it. You know what? You know what? I'm hanging up on this. <laughs> <laughs> Jay uh, is leaving the meeting. No. Oh, you, he did hang up. <laughs> All right. Um, well, oh, hopefully dude. enjoy, dude. in the meantime, enjoy Ken Salas. Oh, Look what right. I'm getting. I'm getting. Oh, by the way, Tony, did you see that somebody emailed us about wanting to advertise for the Sideline uh, show? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if, if you're not CC'd on it. I'll copy you on that Copy email. it and send it. And that's funny because... Courtney from uh, uh, Treckle just called me as we were on the phone. And I did want to mention, again, as always, thank you, Treckle, for supporting us. And, um, and we missed Yeah, and my bumper was the best one for the past six months. I think, first of all, there's no, there's no need for that language. Dude, Second of all, nice. Really nice, Jay. That's you're fantastic. And yeah, you thought I hung up. I, I think Courtney was calling to say that the sales just like dove off a cliff. Yeah, all right, I'm hanging for real now. My, my pro brushes are just shot, shot out. They were flying off the shelves until Jay tried. Short like the dive on the chart. <laughs> yeah, off the like cliff. The, the stock anyway. Treckle, thank you. And start buying their brushes again now. <laughs> Now that we can finally call and say that Jay's, Jay's bumper is at an end. All right, guys. Hey, All uh, right. let's do this again now that we figured it out. I don't, um, and Jay, uh, miss you, buddy. Miss you, Ted. I can't wait to see yep. your, your, both your, your faces. And, um, and thank you. Uh, to all our supporters and keep listening. We're going to put out more and, uh, Again, we really hope to see you all very, very soon. So, uh, again, keep your head up. We'll get through this. It's going to be good. It'll be fine. Best of luck and God bless. God bless. And enjoy Ken Salas. Salas. All right, Salas. All right boys. Salas. Oh, that was good. Later, Jay Braun. Braun, Braun. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Jay Braun. Yeah, that was a. This has been so far riveting stuff. <laughs> riveting stuff. Yeah. Welcome to Suggested Donation Podcast. I'm Edward Menoff. I'm Tony Cernay. And we, why don't you predict what I'm going to say? <laughs> We're here today. <laughs>
<laughs> author, artist, and magician, illusionist, mentalist. All these. All of the above. There you go. And, yeah. you know, sometimes uh, lounge singer. <laughs> sometimes lounge singer. Yeah. yeah. Only in Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> Another skill. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Is that a specific title? It's like magician. Oh, sorry, Ken Salas. Ken Salas. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was oh, yeah. waiting. I was waiting. He was building it up, you know. I, I, I thought you were going to do a drum roll, but then we I'm just not agreed to, to not tap. tap. No we're tapping. not allowed to tap. We, already, we had this discussion already. <laughs> Adhere to the rules, my friend. Fr fresh all... off the release of your book, fresh off. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. He, this Tony, is, it's yeah, Tony's first podcast. <laughs> Should we give him a seatbelt for that chair yeah. so he doesn't fall out of it? Strap me in. Put a binky in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll swaddle him after the podcast. Yeah. Uh, fresh off the release of your book, Landscapes in Oil. Fresh off your... Is this your first solo show? Yeah, it's my first solo show. At wow. Ray's Galleries, yeah. which will be long gone by the time <laughs> we release this podcast, but it'll be a fond memory. Yes. And uh, lots of checks in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I also just re released an instructional video, um, oh, Majestic cool. Landscapes. Through? Uh, through Lily Doll, or Streamline Video. Streamline is yeah. the uh, fine art connoisseur folks. Yep. Nice. Yeah, Eric Rhodes and those Is guys. that released? That got released uh, about a week and a half ago. Oh, wow. Which will be like seven months from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depending on when Jay what Jay Braun's uh, <laughs> schedule is. Yeah. Schedule. He's a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's really busy. So yeah, no, it all came. It all came together like a big flood, you know, mm -hmm. like the book. Were the paintings for the show mostly paintings that he did for the book? Like uh, no, totally no. two separate uh, yeah. projects. Yeah, entirely. two separate yeah. projects. That was, but you like to keep busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, no, that was. I finished the book and then I started working on the show and I thought, man, I wish I could squeeze these paintings into the book because you know yeah. you always think the painting you're working on now is like the bomb right yeah that's always the thing i mean i guess that's what gives us hope right yeah <laughs> it does it's gonna be better i swear right. <laughs> three people out there it gives hope the rest of us are always gonna wallow in our own misery <laughs> yeah no but the, some of the paintings did squeeze into the show from the book because uh before the the book went to publication um they said we need to change we need a larger image of this painting and i was like oh no actually here's a better painting yeah right yeah oh, so you stop you, so I just you switched start, it like, in like swapping yeah. paintings so like here's them. a larger image of the same painting yeah. were they getting annoyed were they like no or is that easy easy enough at some point they were like you know we have to pull the trigger on this book you yeah know? and i said yeah okay forget it you know and, and as, an, as an artist i mean they did a great job on the book I and mean, the colors and you know all of it they just did a great design and everything and, but as an artist as you know you're all any photograph or prints you see of one of your paintings oh, you're like the rough. colors off yeah never the values are off i wonder why like it's just impossible in a reproduction to get like remotely close to to what i mean it's just the, the medium is so different if the medium is different i mean you, you know everything's pixelated right nowadays so even a cover yeah. in a book is just a billion pixels right right but pretty oil, much Oil, you know what we do, it's all continuous and layered. Well, that's the thing. You can't get that. Um, what with the, the glazing and all. Yeah, you yeah. can't get the transparency. You can't get that, that, that the feeling. Um, the that warm you get glow. From a, <laughs> from a painting. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, one thing the book 
well, images, they were, they change the size of everything. Mm. Yeah. So when you go and you stand in front of a painting, you're, you're engaging with its real size. And if it's small, you're like, wow. Like, it's like a little gem. Yeah, yeah, it's a gem, you know, but you don't get that on a page of yeah. a book. And if it's large, you're like, whoa, it's a gem. It surrounds you. <laughs> it yeah. surrounds you. Like I can walk into it, you know. Uh, but, the, but the other thing is like with paintings, you get glazing. So the light is going to go in and out of the paint, right? And, mm -hmm. and change the colors. And you have, you have uh, layered colors happening. Right. So... You know, like one one trick with with skies is you know you got a yellow sun, and you got a blue at the top of the sky. It's blue. Right. How do you go from the yellow to the blue without going orange? How without do you, do? you know, uh, without going green. Sorry, right. Without going green, you know, because you go yellow, more blue, more blue. You're gonna go right to the green spectrum. So well, if Roy you're, G. Biff. If you're, if you're, yeah. If that's you're, just your basic Roy G. Biff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cover Roy G. Biv in the book? I, I do cover Roy G. Biv double. Nice. I, nice. It's actually squared because there's two Roy's, two G's, and two Bibs. Uh, Explain that. Well, because warm and cool. Exactly. So, so we have blue. You know, the the, the old color wheel. You got the blue, red, and yellow. Yeah, right? yeah. But when you get to pigments, if some blues don't bend towards purple, they bend towards green. Yeah, yeah. So you have to choose a blue that bends towards purple and a blue that bends towards green. And the reds are the same thing. They go towards orange, they go towards purple, you know, or lizard. Well, it's not permanent, but you, you get the idea. And yellows, you have your lemon yellows, your cadmium lemon, they go more towards the greens. Then you have your... You got your 10 yellows, you got your 1 yellows, you got your 5 yellows. 5Y, 10Y. Everybody's like, oh, here goes Tony again with his whole color. Yeah, yeah. That's why I try to put a backbeat to it. <laughs> I thought they would keep them. And up. even then. And even then, yeah. So, so the, I think the six colors, you know, at least with landscape, because it's a little different than the figure, uh, because all the colors are out there in nature. And, yeah. just, mm -hmm. and the crazy ones are out there, you know, like, yeah. Like and, poppy and fields and bright colors, yeah. Greens and underneath the ocean, you know, like this, the white sand goes underneath the bluish yeah, sea and you get yeah. these wild... You give me the number for the yeah. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Turquoise Munzel that baby. But generally up. speaking, like you're saying that, um, uh, and I and I always say this when when we don't get too technical with with color is like you, if you're gonna have a full gamut of color, you should just have a warm and a cool version of everything. You got it. Yeah. That's it. And that's how you can have like a pretty big s simplified palette that can get you a huge amount of like, Tons. especially yeah. with land. So with landscape painting. A lot of the theoretical stuff that you would like the scientific stuff in the studio just doesn't hold up when you go outside it's such a it's such just a completely new bag of 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 problem solving when you're outside that it can really just throw you into like a tailspin yeah absolutely absolutely that's what the funniest thing is because you know you, 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 when I when I teach uh, you know these rolls you know yellows recede yeah. they, you know as they go back but then like the sky's yellow yeah. And you're like, Oops, right, it kind of does exactly the opposite. Well, you have in scattering and out scattering. Yeah, it gets you, pretty complex. Exactly. So you keep you have to you, you're trying to give rules or but it's all layered. By, yeah. But then you're like, well, except for this and except because you're for looking that. at something, you're looking at light through air, which is different from looking at you know mountains through air. Or... Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then shadows screw everything up. You know? Oh yeah. So you had uh, you uh, you and I had a conversation a long time ago about the book, and you were telling me a little bit about like maybe a, a slightly different approach that it's not really like just a how-to book that you had kind of uh, a, 
something more that you wanted to say with it and uh, I thought it yeah. would be interesting to hear that yeah that was a good talk I'm glad we we, we got had a, a lot of good talks over the years <laughs> I'll tell you all started with those chipmunks stealing our food at, at, <laughs> but I remember actually you telling me a story back then we are painting on a mountaintop uh, in the Catskills and uh, during you the were, River we were talking about yeah yeah and we were talking about uh, cooking with love and you were telling me a story I think about like your meal that your girlfriend's mother had made for you at one point that just brought tears to your eyes, like that it was so like evident that it had been. Actually, it was one of my one of my best friend's mother. Oh, okay, we were in Georgia, and he's hey, you know, any girlfriend, on. best friend, you know, yeah, yeah, I know it's fluid, but <laughs> it's fluid nowadays. And uh, he said, "Oh, come have my, mom. you know, I'll eat some of my mom's lasagna." I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure," but I went there, and I I swear. It was, it's, you know, the sensual taste in the mouth and all that and the wine we were drinking. It was great. But there was so much emotionality in the, in the food. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But I wanted to, like, weep right there because it, it was just, it, it just stopped time kind of thing, yeah. you know. And it, it's kind of like in Ratatouille, you know, where you go back to. <laughs> when he has the Ratatouille. Yeah, he goes back to, yeah. Flashback. <laughs> goes back to when he's a little boy. It was kind of like that. But the, the, the amount of love she put in, maybe because she was an Italian, like, but the amount of love she put into it was intense and you could taste it. You know, I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't the next day, but the the place I wasn't that day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were on the. But then you replied to me in, in that discussion, and you said, uh, "Well, we were painting in North Again, South Lake." This is up at the Hudson River Fellowship. The Hudson up River in, Fellowship yeah. up in upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were painting North South Lake, and you said, "Well, you know, Ken, it's kind of like when you're painting, you better really love what you're painting, each moment. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta really be there and really love it. Otherwise, you know." And it's, I think it's evident, like in the work that, you know, that you're most passionate about when you're doing it, that's, uh, that's the work that like resonates with people and the things that you're kind of like, all right, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if you're in the studio every day, there's going to be a little bit of both. Yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, I think it's, it's important to accept that and to even embrace those, those days where you're, you know, you're just going to get something done, even if, but those days where you're like really feeling it and those like longer sustained thing that it's just like, it's like a magic trick. It is like a magic <laughs> trick. Oh, I, I want to address what you just said before I go to your first question. Right. That's okay. Because how to, how to navigate yourself as you're painting in your studio, I think is mm -hmm. important, which is what you're talking about, Ted. Like some days you're completely inspired and usually the days I'm super inspired, I go for the heart of the painting. Like I really, I really paint the areas that I think are going to be really most essential. Mm, right. And then there's other days where I feel like I'm a uh, stonemason. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, today I'm going to work through metho method methodology. Yeah, yeah. Just through these areas. Like yeah. I've got 400 leaves to paint or something. Right. You know? And I'm just going to go through and be meticulous and just, I'm not going to be high flying in the air. Yeah. But to know where you are in yourself and what, what to get the best out of your day, yeah. I think is important. You know, yeah. and not judge, you know, and just, okay, where am I today and what can I paint? I mean, even I would go as far as to say timing. Like I'll I'll look at the day and be like, well, I'm going to do this because I'm trying to time things. And sometimes I don't, you know, we we talk about this all the time. There's a lot of times I don't feel like painting. I wake <laughs> up, I go to the studio, and I'm like, I, that's the last thing I want to do today is like paint. But you get in there and you work. You mm -hmm. work really hard and... And you know, you f hopefully find some inspiration, but like I don't wait around for it. No, you just work. So then I'll just time it, and I'll be like, I know I have to finish this by the end of today, or get this much done because it's going to inform my day tomorrow. 
Yeah. And it might even screw my day up if I'm not at least far enough. And those are those times when you stay later in the studio, studio and people are like, why? And I'm like, well, I had to finish something up mm -hmm. and make sure that it set me up for tomorrow. So you almost at times look at the week and say, well, I'm going to do this today, hopefully. And of course, it always adjusts and things get pushed forward or back. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the day and I go, well, I got to do this to a certain point because it'll get me tomorrow or I need it to dry because I'm needed to dry. I yeah. need to get this thing on in two days or else it's going to screw kind of the whole process. Up. Mm -hmm. Well, not screw it up, just throw it timing off. Timing off, yeah. Well, in large paintings too, you can say like, I need to get this area done so it'll be dry three days from now. Yeah. yeah. That when I it's circle like around chess. the painting. Yeah, just like in chess. Or I got like a, one really long day. I need to do, you know, this one area, like the sky. It's just yeah. like, it's got to be uninterrupted. I yeah. just need a solid 12 hours and, you know. Yeah. Well, yes. when and I need to be jazzed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll put on a little music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back you, to the first question. Back to the first question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So the first question was, um, yeah, this isn't like the book itself. Isn't I didn't want to do a how-to book. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a lot of how-to. There's a lot it. of how-to. There's four start-to-finish demonstrations of like large paintings I, I do. But when I said when the publisher approached me, I said, okay, I'm not going to do a how to paint trees book. Um, and I'm, you know, even though they're going to learn chapter 17, but how to paint trees. No, I, I said, because the, <clears throat> I think what people really want or what really interests them in art in the beginning is like, why am I painting? Like, you know, and if you go back to, it comes back to beauty, love mm -hmm. and, and, you know, awesomeness. So everyone as kids, the three of us sitting right here, I know when we were running around as kids, we were like, Whoa, look at that tree or look at that vase or whatever. It was just like, boom. So I talk about the landscape painting, uh, particularly the Hudson River School and their, their philosophical foundations underneath the reasons for their, their yeah. paintings. So the difference between making a pretty painting and making a painting that's, that's deep and right. meaningful. I mean, it was, there was like, they found their, they found God in, yeah, in nature, like right? I mean, that was completely, yeah. yeah, very religious, very spiritual. And I went and read their journals. I went and sat. They're like, pretty read. deep. They are They're, profoundly yeah. deep. You know, I, I, if you read Cole's notebooks and stuff mm -hmm. and, and beer stats, I put all their quotes in the book too. Yeah. Because right? I, yeah. Yeah, I thought, man, this, this is will keep people inspired when, you know, when I'm, they're slogging through the other parts of the chapters, which is like value, color. Yeah. Cole know? was yeah. also like an early kind of uh, environmentalist. Like he saw what the railroads were doing, like ripping up the country. Yep. And he was like, he was really concerned and he was trying to protect some of that land. Yeah. No, absolutely. It was, I mean, the Oxbow painting, he's got a whole portion of it that's destroyed yeah. of the landscape yeah, and the yeah. other part that's more like raw nature, you know. And it, it was a confluence in America at the time because, you know, uh, the transcendentalists were on top of everything at that time with Whitman and Thoreau. And, Whitman and, and Thoreau were, I know they would quote, you know, a lot of the, the writings and stuff mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. So it was... Uh, I wanted to put that in the book as well, mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, kind of like the why, way. not the just the how. Why. And I told the publisher, I'm going to put this in. They said, oh, well, that stuff doesn't really sell. And I said, <laughs> OK, I won't do it. But then I did. <laughs> and, in, and then you the, mind tricked them. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I gave you these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then they uh, and then the, the editor sent it back. He said, I love it. He's like the whole the whole section on the history of why why paintings are paintings and why they're great. He's like, we're gonna leave it all in. Well, yeah. especially it's also so relevant now. I mean, yeah. I think that's like 
it's well, like it, if it's what inspired them. I think for a lot of us, it's it's what inspires. You know, it's just appreciating. I mean, I think back then there was a little bit of like the conflict between like the progress that I think people saw and the the benefit of that, but then also the destruction that that mm-hmm. you know sat in its wake. And uh, I think we're so far beyond that now that. Uh, at least for me when I'm painting it's entirely nature it's consumed by nature because it feels like that's a a shrinking window that it's uh, you know I I want to devote all of my painting to that not to the you know the I don't know conflict between you know the fighting tenor that uh, um, Turner painting where the tugboat is pulling the Mm. old sailboat you know and it's like the new and I think it's just it's over it's all it's all the tugboats now well, it's all the tugboats it's not just that but it's the, all tugboats <laughs> but the movement was a legitimately i would say probably what the first like american movement of painting where it was like this this like this is an american thing and i i've talked to historians who said they don't get the credit for actually helping to develop this country because the paintings that they were doing oh they're trying it was advertising like move out west move out west the whole idea of going from ocean to ocean you know the whole idea that we should be you know um, occupying this whole land which is now the united states they they're not they don't get credit in in history books as being definitely an influence on people saying well that's what's out west because they would come back with these and do these yeah, incredible yeah. paintings which were you know embellished a little bit <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i think they said like one of your shat's paintings if that was really it'd be like like, like <laughs> right. fifty thousand feet high but that's what it felt like but that's what it felt like that's just it, it. you know like. it's just like yeah. not to get geekier but it's just like the value scale. yeah not here it's not here place. yeah yeah i love a good value scale you know, discussion <laughs> yeah yeah but you know the value scale of nature is is you know infinite dark to infinite white right kind of if you could say it like that or absolute dark to absolute sunlight but the value scale we're working with painting is so compressed it's like this teeny little inch one yeah yeah well even the values that we the things we can see i mean the visible spectrum right i mean yeah so if you think about it it's you have to embellish what you're painting to, to, to even get close to what you're really yeah, experiencing because yeah. you're not experiencing the wind, the smells, the birds, the <laughs> bugs. <laughs> you know, Fewer bugs. Fewer bugs, bug yeah. And oh, that's, that's something else I try to, so much to get into the painting is that um, if, if I'm going to paint the water, I want, I want you to feel like you're walking into the water. You know, or that if you put yeah. your hand on that rock, it would be actually rough. I mean, you, you get know? that. In a beer stat painting, it's, it's as if he mentally like stepped on every single rock in the painting climbed up every mountain like followed each path like felt each blade of grass i mean you get that sense it's it's that thorough yeah absolutely and when when you know i had someone buy a painting recently and they said i said so why'd you choose that one there was a whole side they said i heard birds <laughs> like i looked at i could hear that like the morning and the birds come out. <laughs> you're like yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, but I was like, "Wow, that's." I'm glad I got that. I'm glad you got that from yeah. it. Would you go as then? Do you pull the bird out of your I hat? Yeah. <laughs> I turned the, the the loop recording of birds off. Right? You're about to pull a bunny out, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, hold on." Parakeet? Nope. <laughs> you oh, can't. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong bird. But would you consider yourself a landscape painter, or you're just a painter who happens to be doing great landscape paintings right now? The 
landscape painter. I'm a painter who happens to be doing landscapes, landscapes right primarily now. right now. How did you yeah. get? Because I know it's. I'm assuming it started at the the Hudson, Hudson River, River Fellowship. Uh, Fellowship back in the days <clears throat> when you know Ted and Jacob and I would pop up there. Yeah. We would all hang out and paint together. Mm-hmm. Do people even know about the Hudson River? It's oh, on shit. a like little what, bit of a hiatus, but it, yeah, it, but it'll like come the back. idea of what 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 it was. Have you have we talked about it? I don't know. I mean, I guess because it's a it, kind of a cool thing. When I've described it to people, people are like, "Wait, what?" And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, can you describe it?" I guess at the time that uh, that uh, it was uh, Jacob, uh, Travis Schlott, uh, Nick Hiltner, and and I kind of. Uh, just had been batting around, you know, talking about landscape painting, and you know, Jacob at the time was teaching uh, out of his studio. I guess it on 69th Street mm-hmm. um, is before the Grand Central uh, Academy slash Atelier. But uh, all landscape seemed to be about like uh, just plein air sketches, and there were definitely people like I think Jacob had met uh, Joe McGurl and Don Demers and uh, Bill Davis and mm-hmm. had been really inspired by, by what they were doing. And we were at the same time kind of investigating Hudson River school landscape. And it was this thing that had been relegated to basements of museums. Nobody was paying attention to it at all. Uh, and, you know, you start discovering like the, you know, the other Hudson River, I mean, there's so many of them. Um, but also the the main guys, they really weren't getting like any attention. And you start to really look at those paintings and. If you walk into a room of them, they all kind of blend together. They sort of look the same. Except, but then, except church or beer set when you go in there and you're well, like, or Whoa, Gifford. those are huge. I mean, or yeah, Gifford. that's true. But <laughs> yeah, the scale. Yeah, but, love. you know, you just start to, like, look at the paintings individually. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, wait. How did, how did this painting happen? Like, how <laughs> did they do that? You know, and, and you're going out there and doing, like, plein air sketching. And it's not it's not the same. And so... What we started to do was apply what Jacob had been teaching all of us who had studied with him, which is, you know, you do a drawing of the figure, you transfer the drawing, you, you know, in the drawing you're studying the anatomy, and then uh, you're studying the light, you're studying the, the like, surface properties of the skin, uh, and then you, you start to paint, you know, informed by the drawing. And we start applying that to landscape painting where we go out, study the landscape with drawing where it's really like topographical and you're trying to, we were talking uh, when we started it to, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of natural scientists, geologists who, who could tell us a little bit. And there's a fascinating lecture that a geologist gave about the Catskills that they were deposited there by a thousand year storm that like that whole basin was filled with water at one point in history and storms deposited the mountains. I mean, they're kind of not the biggest mountains, but they're not mountains by, you know, created by uh, tectonic plates colliding and pushing them up. It's rather, and the mountains thus are kind of eroding, but, (laughs) and you even like as a city kid looking at like a boulder on the top of the mountain, I just never even occurred to me to think about it, but then you start to see these striations and you realize that the boulder was there you know, during the glacial period, and then as those glaciers melted, it slid, and those striations, which, I don't know, I thought, like, maybe the crane that put it up there, you know, dragged <laughs> it a little bit, but, yeah, you know, you realize, like, bold, this incredible, yeah, there. and these natural processes that deposited them up there that are, like, like you can't get your head around that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we started this fellowship to um, 
basically just be a place where we could get together with a bunch of painters and talk about these ideas and also start to get other people excited about the idea of painting this way, about mm -hmm. doing drawings, about doing color studies, and about really studying the the geography, the, you know, the properties of different things in the landscape, and, and in particular light outdoors, which, you know, is an incredibly... Uh, impossible subject yeah. mm -hmm. um and you know and then i think you were one of the first people uh up there yeah yeah were you yeah. part of the first no crop i was of, i wasn't right? the first crop uh, i was i think the second crop with uh tom kegler mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah it was the right. second crop and um that pretty was good crop. That was a pretty good crop at the time. Yeah, it was a pretty good crop. No, it was We had great. a good year. But it was crop. amazing. And we were surprised by the uh, the response because I think at first, you know, we weren't even sure that anybody would want to do this. <laughs> to go and, up there and paint all day, yeah. But it was well, cool. I mean, you're out there with butt. Like, if you're used to the studio, I think Degas had, uh, you know, went out to do a landscape painting and came back and he said, I'm, I'm an artist, not a sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there were some adventures up there. No, I, For sure, I yeah. I remember run, hauling... Well, Emily Lee is like a pro rock climber, climber. and you know so like, she'd get there first she'd yeah, yeah. climb the face She's of the like rock climbing things <laughs> and painting at the same time we took the donkey trail right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but he, all that 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 all that is what I got I learned because I was studying figurative yeah yeah with you know at, at Grand Central Atelier or Academy back then and then we got out there in the in the field and it was like oh how does this all apply to the to the Field. How does it apply out in nature? And it totally does. It completely does, and that all that. But in the beginning, it does. It does. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. But what I did, it was, doesn't feel like it. I yeah. spent one week uh, painting with Travis at the top of Catasco Falls. I spent one week shadowing you, painting behind you. You, you always did the grisaille, so I did that too. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I spent one week with Jacob, and I saw like you all have different approaches, also. Yeah. Which is yeah. Funny, but it's it's still. Uh, within a, a system, you know, and that's what that the, the genesis of the book came from. All that I mean, that's basically I'm putting everything I learned yeah. from there yeah. and, uh, years after into the into the book itself. Yeah, because before that, so much of it was more in the spirit or in the tradition of impressionism. Yeah, like when I was going out landscape painting right. in, the, in the beginning with all yeah. of us when we'd go out to Europe and everything, was it was I just I didn't realize I was doing impressionism, you know, because I didn't know. Which I still, yeah. Which is great because it. you're still getting the impression, the awesome, the fun. feeling of so, of something. But yeah. well, and it's also it's a part of this process, as which well. is part of it as well. But you, it, it seemed like the Hudson River School was going was going backwards. And, well, not Being backwards. Not a money man. Um, <laughs> but going back yeah. and, and doing it well, in a methodical thing, way, which I was like, oh, this makes sense. I mean, I I had uh, had the experience before we did the Hudson River School thing of. Um, Hudson River Fellowship of um, trying to blow up a painting that I had done from mm. a plein air sketch, and realizing I didn't have anywhere near the information, the information that I needed. So what looked great as this kind of brushy little mess didn't like it didn't help me. You know, three months later when it's right. winter and I'm in the studio trying to make a painting out of this thing, and I you know I had to invent a lot in that painting, but I also realized that like. I would be better able to invent if I understood like that there are different kinds of trees and that <laughs> yeah. they have different shapes and that you know an ash tree sheds its its branches and grows taller with smaller leaves to get mm -hmm. the light versus uh, you know a catalpa which has big broad leaves I, I, like 
you'll find birches near creeks or near water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's a, you yeah, can't put yeah. it. That's important. Like if you're inventing, you're yeah. going to put a birch, like you were saying, you might put a birch near a creek. Or at least if you, sense. you know, put something wrong and like at least you're aware that like you put a palm tree and like an aspen seed, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So would you but, say that it's something clicked there that you were like, I want to, I want to do more of this and maybe concentrate on landscape painting yeah. as opposed to figure or anything. No, absolutely. It really clicked. It was a month long, wasn't it? We yeah, yeah. It, and I did it for a couple of years and then I then it became a senior fellow. Means <laughs> <laughs> you're just old. Um, and you know, you got to stretch before you paint. <laughs> <laughs> no, was you what painting spots are near the road? You know. Um, and I, I just it caught it just caught the bug because it, you know it, it felt really freeing yeah. actually because uh, the the landscape it, you know you don't have to you don't schedule a model yeah it, there's no timer yeah you got there and you, you okay I'm gonna go as long as I can do this it's an intense day it's I mean in the summer you get those long days and you're up sun up to sundown sundown then you go around and do a sunset painting on top of it yeah all, you know? yeah. Which is those where the genesis paintings. of a lot of my yeah. paintings came from was just doing those sunset paintings. Those are, where yeah. you like, it's almost like a race. You, it is. you, you get set about, up and you're yeah, ready. Ten go. minutes. Yeah. yeah, you got ten minutes. I've I finally figured a method though to to attacking those sunsets. <laughs> well, somebody listening right now is like, "What is that? What is it? What's like, the method? Yeah, um, how would you? Uh, what's like the elevator pitch version of that method? The <laughs> elevator pitch version is I have three or four panels that are pre. Uh, they have color of the sky already there. Okay. You What's the color of the sky? Gradated. So it'll be a dark blue to grayish, light grayish. Top of dark blue, light grayish. Uh huh. Because sometimes the sky goes like that. It'll yeah. be a, a lot of like a yellow to a orangish, uh -huh. which is another kind of sunset. Uh huh. Um, and then it'll be just pretty much a gray wash. Uh, I don't know. And then, so you'll have and a bunch of on just in case. Is that and you say which one is closest to what I'm looking at, and you pick that one. Yes, and those ah. come; those came from me trying to get the sky color right. Mm -hmm. And before, you end up, and I didn't get. And then your ten minutes yeah. is up. Yeah, the clouds didn't go in. I'm like, well, I'll keep this panel on the side for the next time I come out. So I have this like 50 panels in my studio, and I take about eight of them out with me. And then when I see the sky going a certain direction, I'll just pull out one. It's like, like pulling out the right golf club. It's like you look, totally you look like at the shot and you're like, ah, that's a, that's a five iron. <laughs> that's exactly it. But that's so, also, I mean, that's, that's stage the Monet one. method, right? That's like, stage one. There's stage two. Okay. I'm doing the that? elevator pitch. All right. Yeah. Which I don't know if my voice should go higher as I speak. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, the second part is I, I pre-mix yeah. all my strings of color on my palette. So I'll mix from the yellow to the pinkish. The yellow towards the purplish, you know, oh, not the purple, but the, the clouds are pinkish towards purplish at the top. You know, I'll do, I'll do a whole bunch of strings. And you'll have those um, tubed or you just do no, it really quickly? No, I do right there on the But then right on the are you adjusting them as, as you're yeah. painting? Oh, yeah. None of it works right. in the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it makes me feel better. But right. it's faster. It could it get you to faster. the point, meaning you might be... It's 75% of the way there. Yeah. That 25% is incredibly important. Uh, well, then you're like a little still, bit warmer red. At least red you're, and you're, yeah. at least you're yeah. focusing in on that last percentage instead of you that's know, exactly the idea. Wasting all your time getting to that point. That's the exact idea, time, Tony. Because I, you know, the thing with sunsets, you have to go with the right value and the right color, and your chroma is so affected by the value, Super right? Effective. So you have to like outsmart the sunsets. Okay, you, you're going to go <laughs> dark, but you know, I got it. So when you have those strings of value and color, yeah. 
already mixed on the I can hop up and down in the valley until I hit it right and it keeps the painting cleaner and, yeah. and less uh, mushy especially with high chromas one of the keys is to keep it clean yeah because it and, can really yeah, yeah otherwise it gets all funky yeah and the other thing is I have a, uh, there's a couple mediums I use that help so I can go on on top like of a it. fast drying medium yeah like a well, merge type no 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 it's um, I use a oleo gel Oh yeah, I like yeah quite honestly, because yeah. it, it'll it, you know, so it's oleo gel and and uh, rublevs. Yeah, rublevs. Yeah. Natural yeah. pigments. What's up, George? <laughs> What's up, George? <laughs> Episode number. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, right, and that helps. That helps. So those those palette strings sure. colors I already have the oleo gel mixed in them, so it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Those Hudson River School painters had something they they used. Was it Marge? Something. Yeah, like they that, right? fast dry medium. Yeah, they use they use that. They used. Um, well, they also did the uh, stand oil version. The stand oil, the stand oil uh, mixed with terp, terp, little, yeah. and terp, yeah, and even maybe some um, uh, Damar varnish in that. Probably, but it was Probably a quick drying medium. Resin, yeah. I thought that it was leaded because they they liked to be able to layer even out in the field. Oh, but if you look, at, but that if might you, be like boiled black lead or something like that. that yeah, I, I stopped using that. Yeah. 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 I just, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. I thought like, it was my uh, coffee, and yeah. I took a chug. <laughs> There's a my lot of alternatives now that you can that that are good, like a lot of good mediums and stuff like that. That can be if it's not toxic, replaced. it's not good. That's true. Yes. Except for the lead. <laughs> I think gambling even makes what is it the neo, uh, neo megal, uh, megal, yeah, which is good, and you can find it. Anywhere I use something well. else. I use uh, Galkid. Galkid, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's that's good for the field. Galkid light. That's the one. Galkid light. About. Yes, yeah. Galkid light, and it's I also dry, dries fast. I switched to it now. I paint on panels rather than linen when I do these quick fast studies because the panels they do soak in the, the oils yeah. do you prime them yourself like no I just get them in. you just get them yeah, like gesso board panels or gesso board panels yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. can get clay board too which really soaks That's it in super you know but soaky. I didn't like it after a while so mm-hmm. not just yeah. gesso board so yeah. that so back so that it was that Hudson River School that really kind of sparked the I'm going to pursue landscape painting for yeah. a while yeah. so you're doing that and then how did the um the uh, uh, publishers come to you with let's do a book um they were referred to me by another artist okay uh uh rob zeller sure mm-hmm. they they'd contacted him he'd written a book and they said who's who's a good landscape painter and <laughs> that was me Ken Tony just had an idea yeah (laughs) (laughs) light bulb yeah I saw it (laughs) it's very Uh, rare by the way (laughs) and uh, they said you know we we want to do a landscape painting and they said who who can really not only paint but instruct and they referred him to me awesome yeah then but then they go check my website out and say okay no he actually can (laughs) do nice paintings (laughs) you know so that that was that's that's the path to how i got and then there's a whole process yeah of course how long were you working on the book i spent five months about 50 hours a week wow yeah, it was it was intense. It was very intense. I, and it's just breaking down your process. A lot yeah, it was so great, Ted, because I didn't. I just kind of knew my process right. organically, but then I said, okay, now I have to break this down and make it intelligible for others to right. read it and get it. And it, then it made it so much easier for me to understand what the heck I, I mean, was that's doing. That's the benefit of teaching, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually learn what you're, what you're teaching, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, you like sort of know, but you yeah. kind of don't, and then yeah. you. No, it brings put a lot of clarity. Yeah. It brings a lot of clarity. Like for example. I, I I didn't I broke I had to break drawing down into seven 
elements mm-hmm. when when I, I tried to get less but i couldn't you know you mentioned someone a minute ago you know the surface that but what after i went through it and i was like how do i tell people what's right or wrong on a certain drawing it got down to seven simple elements that you know that what are the sense. seven elements there's a shape shape right that's our block in sure there's um shape proportion right because you're you know you're doing the eyeball too big too small right then there's perspective mm-hmm. there's um i put a grid line on it. it's called it's um form okay yeah but not not value form kind of thing um give me a second i forgot what i call it see it's just in my head what I'm doing. Uh, I'll consulting his own book i like oh, that. Yeah, my own book yeah. oh here it is see shape okay Proportion, perspective. See, I was yeah. right. Then structure. That's what I meant by grid. Sure. Oh, so yeah, structure yeah. of the anatomy in a, in a in a figure. It's obvious, but yeah. it's same thing with you were saying earlier. What I mean, kind for of me, tree? it's you do yeah. it waves. Or waves. Right. Waves. I talk about your wave paintings in this yeah, book. Yeah. You were like the prime example of <laughs> understanding water through the structure of water and how it behaves. And yeah. I go through a bunch of your paintings to show it off because that's one thing I love about your paintings is that. The waves are, are very, um, they, they're believable. They're so believable. And every, you, you know, I look through your waves and I try to pick them <laughs> apart and find something off. And I can't do it because, no, you, there's a structure you're adhering to, the anatomy of the waves. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, then form, which we all, right. you know, turning to form, right? And then there's the materiality. Water is different than a rock, is different sure. than a right. light. You know, atmosphere is different than a cloud. And then finally, character. Um, which actually goes first and all these other ones. Right. Character is almost like a catch-all for like all the other stuff. Of, yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's what everything's building towards. Right. And in character included is, is the gesture of right. something. Because every gesture has a psychological component. Yeah. You know, a tree bent this way, a person said it. So the, you're ultimately using all these aspects to capture the character, but the character informs the elements. Right. <laughs> Yin yang. <laughs> so, is it, so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> were, were you gonna just grab the book no i don't know i don't he's know. like where are my where are my paintings in that book i don't that's exactly what i thought exactly. about he's like well i want to see the, which, which, paintings? which paintings you're using i've already leafed through the book you get you sent me a copy thank you very much oh you're welcome yeah. you're welcome no yeah i've been through it thank you for uh teaching me up on the mountains there how to paint nature <laughs> are, you, are you guys making fun of me the, do you know if the um if you guys are going to do the Hudson River. Jay, just cut this part out. <laughs> okay. So you're not going to do the Hudson River. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but we have this uh, landscape show, which you're a part of at 11th Street Arts, that uh, is they're going to donate uh, some of the proceeds to uh, the Nature Conservancy because of getting back to the idea of like just painting landscapes because you love the land and because it's disappearing. This is so important. I mean, you this know, our, our national parks... They're being compromised. They're being completely and, compromised. And, 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 it's and they're like, like it's this behind tiny our little thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it's really, it's, it, you know, back in the 1860s with John Muir and all the, and the Hudson River School and all and Teddy Roosevelt who set apart the nat- national park yeah. system. And the, so all this is happening. Here we are. That's like a foundational part of what America is as culturally, who we are, like ethically and spiritually our connection to the land and yeah. an understanding of it. And here we are a hundred and some years later and we have to sound as much of a voice now as they were doing back then yeah. against the railroads or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's different now, but it, we, 
if we're not the voice today for our environment and understanding of what's happening, then who's going to be that voice? Yeah. As artists, I think we have to be a voice like that. It's yeah, just, yeah. Because uh, it's not, I was just reading, sorry to interrupt, I was just yeah. reading um, Emerson yesterday, and he, he, he says, you know, the nature, it's beauty, yes, and that's why we're attracted to it, but it teaches us about our own inner world. It teaches about our own soul's journey on earth. So if you destruction of nature, you're turning your back on your own inner world of what's what 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 drives you towards beauty, yeah, and not right. just on a canvas, but in your life, like what kind of person you are, you know. And we're you know you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, it's we're all connected. Pretty crappy people we're right pretty, now. Pretty pretty busted up people. <laughs> I yeah. think the culturally, it's if people yeah. want to. I think the Ken at the Ken Burns documentary on the national parks. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, is a nice little. Um, documentary series to watch of course it's you know a basic overall of our own uh, of the of our national parks but that's I mean that's the focus of it but um, looking at those and then seeing that you know your local parks and mm -hmm. uh, environment you know environmentalism I think would is really but, important. Like, that's a great documentary series. I mean, the, it's amazing. they're set yeah, up to incredible. preserve the land but I, and you know in some way when you're uh you know, painting these landscapes, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're trying to preserve this, this shrinking window. But on the other hand, it's also like you're trying to inspire people to fall in love with the landscape again, because, you know, I think we're so used to not seeing it. I hope I don't have this wrong, but when we would go up snowboarding up in Vermont, uh, I'm pretty sure that it was Vermont that you weren't allowed to have billboards up on, and you would see That's the difference. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and people, you know, somebody's m maybe screaming at their their uh, their radio or whatever you listen to this on right now. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But you see the difference as soon as you go over. I would go up north on on uh, in New York and then hang hang a right and go through there. And when you leave New York and you go into Vermont, there would be no no billboards, mm -hmm. and it just changes your perspective as you're driving because you're not. It's it's weird. Even though I don't look at billboards, it's just not hitting you in the face. It doesn't smack you in the face. It doesn't every smack you in the mile face. Mile and a half, or every mm -hmm. half yeah, mile. Like, exactly. Boom, so boom, you're not. Boom. And it's it, it. I do think there's a psychological difference when you're driving in a place that doesn't. You're not. You're not being yelled at. Whether you. You know. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. I, I had the same experience. When I, I last year, I flew off to Portugal to do some landscape painting right on the coast there, and I just flew in, landed, got a car, and started driving to the you know two hours down to. The our, our guys, and there were no billboards. It was all land, and mm -hmm. I could see the the vineyards. I could mm -hmm. see the grape. In, uh, yeah. You know the oil, the um, olive. You could see life. I could see life, and then I saw you know people on the side of the road, you know, selling it, and it was like, oh wow, um, leave me. I'm left alone with my own thoughts, mm -hmm. and engaged with every my eyes resting. Well, there goes a tree. There goes a person. It was like coming out of a bad loud music hall. And getting into a nice place where you can actually see things and people. And that's a know? place you want to paint, and that's a place that you—that's an experience you want to share with people. Absolutely, absolutely. And ironically enough, mostly when I go to these plein air painting expeditions, you know, maybe three out of eight paintings come out. Mm -hmm. You know how it is. Uh, <laughs> you can strike that from the record. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like, Jay Brown, Brown, yeah, Brown. No, three out of eight paintings come out. Yeah. The, the rest of them you paint over, yeah. or you drive over on the way home. <laughs> And, but when I was there in Portugal, you know, all the paintings came out. 
it was it was because you was, feel like your mind was in this like you were in the pocket almost. i was completely like, in the pocket yeah. and i just sit down and paint you know you get those moments you, it just feels like you're on you're wiping stuff off the canvas to reveal what yeah, the painting yeah. is and mm-hmm. that's what it felt like i was like man that's just <laughs> i don't i'm not stressed about getting things right it's just making sense yeah well in your your book it's all about i mean it's all about painting either from life or from imagination right. but there's nothing there's no photography there's in no there, photography and in that's there, yeah. a decision that's a that's a that's a specific decision. I was you know, out painting with, um, well I was, was out painting and realized what you did, Ted, where you, I was doing a small study. Then I was like, oh this will be good big, and I'm like, oh no, if I if I blow this up, you know, thirty Sorry, by forty, no, I'm gonna lose everything. So, right. so there's a couple of reasons I think it's important. One, it keeps you humble. Yeah. Nature keeps you. Nature humble. keeps oh, you humble. Yeah, yeah it'll do yeah. that. It'll keep you humble because you're like, man. This is this is Hard. amazing, and and I, how am I going to get this? And two, we're like I consider us artists, uh, you know, as painters. There's a standard that we have to excel towards. If you go to England and you speak to someone at the Royal Shakespeare Theater and you say, "Hey, give me line two, act three, you know, from Hamlet," they'll you know they'll recite it for you. Yeah. They're going to go in this. Oh, and da 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 da, and they'll recite it. Well. That's because they're they're proud that they're Shakespearean actors. They know their material. They yeah. know their material. Yeah, yeah. Well, as painters, we have to develop that visual memory. We have to develop that 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 mastery of visual memory. So I think doing like a Rolodex of completely of in things your mind. you can pull from when you need it. Absolutely, absolutely. So in our minds, we have to be able to picture something and then break it down in smaller and smaller and smaller and the small in relation to the whole for one thing and I think that's like our Shakespeare that's our way of becoming a master where when I was a little kid I when I drew a tree it was like twig with a couple arms sticking out mm. then you get a little older you start putting circular <laughs> cotton balls on the tree and painting it green and brown then you get a little older you, you see you, you yeah. get better well today if I were to ask Ted okay draw a wave not looking at anything I bet he could draw one you'd think he was staring at a wave because he has, he's, he's retained, he's created. Well, it's like drawing vision. a skull. Like, I mean, we've all been through the program. We can all draw Absolutely. a skull just from, from memory. Exactly. Or, you know, pretty and, well. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's why you cannot get that by studying photographs over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and in the landscape. I mean, like, probably people would argue that you can, you can get that from studying photographs. Um, I mean, that's a good argument. Trees, no, that's yeah. a great argument. No, I, I, I love, I love that argument. <laughs> No, I do. I do. You can okay, you can get it. You can get a visual memory of what a tree looks like in a photograph. Right, but yes. not the experience. But you're not going to get the the visual memory of the tree in nature. Well, and then the artistic decisions that let's say Bierstadt made to, you know, make these giant mountains, yeah. uh it's I mean, that too probably could be and in his case might have been inspired by photographs of those mountains. I have no idea, but uh, also standing at the foot of a really tall tree, you just, it's awe-inspiring. And, Absolutely. And I also think that, uh, I don't know, for, for me, it's, it's just such a constant, uh, it's, it's so engaging all the time to go out there, figure out what I wasn't seeing and experience it and, then come back and try and make sense of it, you know, process it in the studio and, you know, just like gathering raw material out in the, out, out on the beach. And mm-hmm. I, 
that seems like that's, I don't know, good way to spend your time. Well, it's a great way to spend your time. Don't get me wrong. When I'm on my airplanes flying around the country doing magic shows, mm-hmm. I look at the magazines. I'm like, oh, let's look at this tree. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like I don't look at photographs and well, stuff. We, we like I do images. try to not look at them be, because I think we're so flooded with, with, uh, images. with images. But actually, yeah. wait, just getting back to yeah. the magic, you have like this sort of slightly different path towards... <laughs> becoming an artist and I'm, I'm curious if like how first of all how it went for you and also like is that something you were you were doing when you were a little kid is this something was this a dream that you gave up and then and then got reacquainted with like magic or art art, art. and 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 also how magic if it's connected at all if right oh well yes they're very connected they both are the creation of illusion mm-hmm. for the sake of you fill in the blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So magic, I go out, I get paid, I do these corporate events, you know, IBM or whomever, Bruce Springsteen's party and all this. They hire Shaq. me. Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, that's right. He palmed my head once. Didn't you take <laughs> he palmed did, my head. Did you take his watch? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't take his watch. It was You probably would have crushed my skull. <laughs> but I, he, had, he had an entourage of people. I took I took some of their watches. Their watches. Yeah, yeah I did. I didn't yeah. go after Gave his. most of them he back. He didn't trust me, though, because you know, you know, he's always grabbing his watcher's wallet when I'm near him. <laughs> I'm serious, because he he's seen me take it from others, you know, and he, I'm a smooth talker. And actually, there was my watch, man. But... um. Um, they're both they're both the creation of illusion for the sake of dot 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 as a magician or a mentalist I'm hired to make people happy and experience like wonderment like whoa Mm -hmm. wow like I I kind of see it as like I bring impossibilities to people so they can relax and have a blast which Mm -hmm. good paintings do but that's what painting does you bring you know you create illusion to teleport people, to transport people to a higher uh, sense of beauty and, and harmony. It's, you know, we don't have much harmony in our lives, but when you look at a real painting with it's come and it's harmonized, it's like, boom, it, it, it resonates in your, in, your, in your being, you know, mm-hmm. rather than a, a signpost saying or something trying to sell you something, the painting saying harmony, yeah, harmony, beauty, and, and like that feeds you. But when you, you came know. to the uh, Grand Central Academy, you were already a, like a very yeah. successful, yeah. you know, magician, and and so that mastery, that f- being familiar, mm-hmm. that mastery, I was always I remember being there and us talking yeah. and, and everything, and no, and <laughs> long I just, break, uh, yeah, card, yeah, yeah, card yeah. no, no, but yeah, long break, right trick. before that, but knowing Which that were you were, you were really fun, right? good oh, oh at God. at this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's totally going to apply that same mental ability to be really good at this other thing and try to be good at, at yeah. making art. Meaning it's, it's, you're not so, it's not an unfamiliar path to work at something over and over and over and try to like master it. And then it's like un- Travis Schlott, yeah, basketball. And then and then, yeah, Travis, yeah. yeah, it's exactly right. So to put your question, Ted and mm-hmm. Tony, as a little boy, I love two things. Magic mm-hmm. and painting. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's wow. what I did all the time, you know, other than sports. What whatever. were you looking at, at paintings and magicians? Yeah, or? I was, I was, I was drawing everything I could draw, you know, starting with like drawing the Pink Panther. So or, it was just yeah. the act of drawing or the was there art that inspired you to no, want it? And then I saw, yeah, I saw a lot of art that I just loved. I mean, you know, all the classics you could, you know, little books I'd see of 
you know, Bierstadt or, mm-hmm. or, um, so was it landscape? Some, yeah, some landscapes and a lot of figurative stuff. I love Velasquez as a kid. As oh, a yeah. kid, I love Velasquez. I yeah. It's just brilliant. Huh. You know, I loved uh, Goya. I thought Goya was amazing. Yeah. You know? So, and so I thought, man, I want to grow up and be an artist because look what they're doing. They're, they're, it's beautiful. You know, kids, they don't have the words for it, but they have the perfect words. And it's fantastical, right. too. It's, it's fantastical. Like... And that's the other thing, Tony, was, oh gosh, we're still on the beginning question. <laughs> you know, around age seven, eight, that's when I got really into magic and really into drawing all the time and painting watercolors. Who Sunsets. got you into magic? Was there any, is there? Uh... Um, my mother. My really? mother. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, I was told I was kind of shy as a kid. And uh, so she got me. I don't me, see it. Yeah, you can see it, right? <laughs> I said, don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, my mom got me a ventriloquist doll, which I used to walk around with all the time, oh, and yeah. talk to people with. Yeah. And then um, we went to a magic shop, and she's like, this is your birthday. Get one trick. So I got one trick. And I, the solution was so freaking amazing. I was like, holy cow. What was the trick? And what was it was a steel tube and a steel ball. Uh-huh. And you give the, the, the magician gives it to you, and you can't make the ball go in the tube. Then he you give it to him, and he just waves his hand, and the ball melts into the tube. Falls right in. And then it comes back up, and he hands it back to you, and you can't do it. I love that. It's stuff. so crazy. It was the simplest trick. And uh, I said, I want that one, Mom. So we got it. was 10 bucks. And, uh, and then I said, oh, I want all these other tricks. And she said, no. She took me to the library and I checked out a ton of magic books. books. And this gets to your question, Tony. So there I was, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Before DVDs, before any of that, I was flipping the pages on a magic book, like putting my elbow to keep the... And doing all the hand positions for yeah. all the card tricks and all the coin tricks and like hours the and hours. The dexterity that you need to, you know... Hours. The, the level of skill that it takes to do slide of hand or anything is, is is insane it's insane it's so much time but you don't think of that when you're no, a kid no, you're like oh, you also don't think about when you and see it you're just like wow, wow. exactly exactly so, so and it's almost like this not to interrupt but yeah. it, then then people it's like well people will see ted's painting or or your painting and all of a sudden they're like oh it as if it just happened you're like you're not seeing 20 years of you know, in the studio over and over and over again to try to get this thing. I, I know when I've seen, you know, just to stay on, on, on subject with like magicians and sleight of hand or anything, even though I don't know how they did it, it's amazing that the level of creativity, I mean, that's, I know the, the, you know, when Penn and Teller, they're, they're pretty open about, uh, um, Going out there and you know telling you certain tricks, but it's again it's kind of taking your mind off of something, and they're going to oh, come yeah. in the back door and do something. <laughs> but the level of creativity that I've seen in that world is like amazing. Yeah, you know, as far as like how did they even think to make a trick that would do this, and, and it's artistic. It's I so look artistic. at it as an artist, and I'm like I'm blown away. And I you know, and I know how hard it is to to focus in on one thing and try to make something great and then be creative about it to not have the same thing over and over. You got to yeah. like do it, you know, we got to make new paintings and try to, you know, well, the, entertain ourselves as well as artists. Yeah. You, well, that's a, that's a great line. I, I say to, I sometimes take on some magician students, right? Yeah. I teach them and I say, you have to do a trick so many times and practice so much that you're actually fooling your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know that you just did it. Right. That's how yeah. good it has to get. It's same thing yeah, with Yeah, I mean, painting. we say that with painting all the time. Same, you have to keep doing it. So Chato, you yeah. step back and you're like, well, or you're convincing your like as you're you're yeah, creating yeah. a shoulder, you actually feel like you're reaching in and sculpting. Like yeah. you're not you're not just painting it on a surface. Like all of a sudden, your hand is reaching into that surface. Yeah, exactly. Same same thing. 
Yeah. So that's this is where they they cross over. Yeah, yeah. And it, again, at that age, seven, eight, nine, um, you know, the world world gets very at that age, ten, twelve. It gets very um, structured, and the world of wonderment of childhood it starts to recede. Mm-hmm. But two places in my life, painting, and you magic. can make imaginary worlds, and and magic, I can make things fly. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. make things teleport, you know, and so that 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 like the everything's wild and crazy was still in my brain. Or you can live, I would think, um, when you do the wonderment because you've done tricks for us during like you know one break <laughs> that everybody's like, oh my god, like we're all blown away. Do you? <laughs> I, I mean, lived in an apartment with a card just on the ceiling that you put there, right. like you know, <laughs> seven years before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> but does it make you does it bring wonderment to you to see everybody like shocked and and in wonderment because yeah. as a as a as a as a viewer as an audience member let's say I'm in wonderment now you're right. tapping into this this kid like holy cow like do you get do you take a little bit of it like I, I'm now wonder I'm I kind of almost there with you Yes that's exactly it Tony I I the trick doesn't like the trick itself doesn't interest me so much. It's seeing like the, our reactions. I like to see people. Mm-hmm. I love to see the reactions. And, and people will go from age 60 to age six in an instant when you do a magic trick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I stole the watch off Colin Powell down That's in Puerto Rico. Hilarious. I was doing a show. Hilarious. Yeah. So here he is, Secretary of State, right? And he's got these security guards around with the little things Secret in their ears and glocks and all sorts yeah. of stuff and metal detectors before I walk <laughs> in the room. And I sit and I do a couple of card tricks and I read his mind. And then I'm like, He's like, thanks, you know, thank you so much. He's like, oh, not a problem. I appreciate you taking the time. I said, I, I literally did take the time. Here's your watch. <laughs> and none of the, were the Secret Service the secret people Secret like, Oh, boy. Yeah, the, I was the, asleep yeah, on the wheel yeah. on that one. I'm surprised they didn't hire you. <laughs> right. right away, they've been like, you're hired. Yeah, they're yeah. sending you off to like all And by the way, things. the whole detail, you're fired. Yeah, you, yeah. Guys, <laughs> you guys are gone, right? <laughs> this guy just walks up and steals the watch. You're yeah, and I gave it back. Him. See, that's yeah. a good thing about it. So, no, but watch him turn into a kid. I mean, he was giggling. It was like, it was, it was the kind of, not giggling, but you know, he was like, Chuck, he couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. It was the kind of, he had the kind of laugh where it was like milk was going to come out of his nose if he had it in his mouth because he was like so taken aback. I, you know? I, I've been there. And when do you get And you, you can't help but just like start laughing. Right. Okay. So we built Can this up. Can you do up. something do, right now? Yeah. Let's do it. Take out a dollar, Ted. I don't have a dollar. I love it. Give me one of your fifties or hundreds. Then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, have a dollar. I took on. my I took my money out over there, but I don't want to use my dollars. So I'm going to give you a dollar. I'm yeah. going to do one. I'm giving you a dollar, Ted. All right. Yeah, you're going to have to. I, I well, I got a receipt. Would it work with the receipt? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm giving. Yeah, it could I be a five. So I'm going to be a ten. Do this. Throw, I'm going to give him people. a dollar, okay. and I'm going to describe what you're doing, just okay, so good. the audience feels like they're a part of us. Okay. Right, so, so give me the dollar. Put Ted just put the dollar in his pocket. Okay, All right. so Ted, go ahead. You can. Do, you okay, can so Ted, ju- I just gave Ted a dollar, and he's holding a dollar. I have a dollar. Hand. Okay, and I'm showing you my hands. I see. Clapping. Ken right now has nothing in his hands. He's just. All right. Pass over the dollar. You yeah. want me to give you the dollar? Give me the dollar. I'm gonna do the mentalism in a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna check the serial number in case yeah. he switches the dollar out. See, Ted's trying to outsmart Ken right now, and it's gonna be so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Ted looked like an idiot. All right. Anyway, is that good? <laughs> yeah. So there's still nothing in my hand. Right? Nothing. Like, and we're sides. very. By the way, we're we're yeah. we're. 
two feet away from you. Yeah. Okay. I can see everything All as right. clear as It's a pretty crisp dollar. I have short sleeves on and I'm wearing You have no trunks. sleeves right yeah. now. I, yes. I don't, yeah, I have no sleeves. Sleeve is short. Okay, so watch this. Here we go. Now, By this the way, is, nice deltoids. Nice. So Ken is folding the dollar. He folded it in half and then he folded it again. This is like ancient origami. I learned this when I was on tour in Japan from an old Japanese magician. So you fold it and you fold it and then you squeeze it and then what happens is you start to unfold it. He's a... Oh, I'm gonna keep this one. Oh my god! A hundred dollar bill, Dude, right? In, I've just well, hold on. Right. I just got to describe no, 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 what hands. just happened. Nothing. So he folded. We're sitting a foot away from his Take fingers right now, and he folded a dollar bill and kept it's a folding new serial it, number, folding but a hundred dollar bill, and then he unfolded it, and it's a hundred dollar right, bill. Well, thank you. That was a great trick. Absolutely, <laughs> just appeared. I'm gonna right make it. I'm gonna make the hundred dollar bill disappear. disappear. That's right. incredible. I'll do it again. So. Okay, so he just pulled out the hundred dollar bill. Nothing, nothing in, in his hands. hands. He just showed me both his hands. He's folding it halfway, did it halfway. You know, he's folded it. Oh, oh my god! god. That oh was my god! Crazy! Holy cow, dude, that was so. That fast. was insane. And I, I actually like saw a fold, and suddenly Holy it was cow. the one. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't understand how fast that that. I mean, the if, transition uh, from a hundred dollar. Yeah. The transition from a hundred dollar into a one dollar bill was almost within one fold. You folded it, folded it, and all of a sudden the next fold it just you're seeing popped. like hundred, hundred, hundred. It one. turned into a yeah. hundred dollar bill. Amazing. That was incredible, crazy, right? And that was a foot away from our our eyeballs, and it's well lit in this room. Yeah, there's no that's that that. Um... It's not going up the sleeve. I'm not like palming a hundred in my other hand. No, you can't. I was looking no at your hands. Spread open wide fingers. So now I got a mentalist trick for you. Though. Okay. This is a special artist trick. Okay. <laughs> so since we deal with color. Color. Right. I have here two Rubik's cubes. So he's opening two. a box right now. If you're going to ask Tony to solve it, forget about it. I was going to say don't solve it, but mix it thoroughly. Make it as it's random pretty, as possible. I, mean, I know, it's but it's mixed. important you mix it, and right. important it's that a, Tony mixes it too a little a bit. Classic Rubik's cube. Right. And I have a second cube that I just took out of the box. I'm going to mix this behind my back, okay? Okay, okay. Now, I am going to... So, so, so Ken I'm, I'm right now has a, a Rubik's Cube behind Tony's his back. Mixing. And Ted just gave me the Rubik's Cube, and I'm just turning it randomly right now. Yeah, and just... Tony, and I have my eyeballs on Ken, because I don't want him to do some, like, super <laughs> sketchy little shenanigans. But what you're going to do is you're going to put that behind your back and mix it so I can't see the mixture. Okay. Yeah, that way I can't... So I have the Rubik's Cube behind my back right now, and I'm just randomly mixing it. <laughs> and I'm mixing mine randomly. It's okay. a funny sight to Is see it, people like, mixing Rubik's Cubes behind, behind their back. We're like two ducks. It's like you're to trying out. to kind of escape from handcuffs or something. All right, whenever you want me to stop, you say stop, Ted. Stop. Okay, I'll bring Do I Ted. stop? Brew, no, you can keep going as much as you want. I just keep You can going. bring it in front of you now and mix it however you want. Okay. Just to make sure. So it's a very normal Rubik's Cube. There's nothing funky about okay. this thing. Now, whenever you've finished, whenever you're done, you just finish up. I'm finished. Okay. How many combinations are there with Rubik's Cube? Anybody know? I don't know, don't know. but it's a lot. It's a real number. It's, yeah. The number yeah, yeah. is what 43 is quintillion. 43 yeah. quintillion. There's more combinations in that than stars in like in the universe or something. Correct. Like that. Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> if one side matched? <laughs> wow. I just mixed my Rubik's Cube and he pulled out his Rubik's Cube and one side completely matches. Wouldn't it be crazy if two sides matched? And two sides match. That's exactly. Crazy. I mean, random. How about three sides? Whoa, dude. 
Yeah, I can, my brain can't See, process this. Is this. Like, this is, I'm yeah. about to start swinging like in yeah. the air because I'm like, this is witchcraft. This, this is, is witchcraft. This, yeah. is, this is what I do. You should be burned at the stake. Yeah, you would in Salem. You would they, you'd be dead. So so that is insane. It's not like it's the random craziness of matching that I just did. Uh-huh. He just pulled and his Rubik's cube matches exactly to mine. Now you put this behind your back. You mix it. You mix it again. They just happen to, to match, right? Happened. Yeah. Watch this. Hand over my eyes. I can't see the cube. So he correct? put his. So Ken just put his hand over his eyes. And the cube behind my head or above he, my head, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see he has it? a cube okay. right? above his head. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just looking at it. We're a foot away. And he's starting to move it with one thing with his one hand while he's. No way. Over his eyes. <laughs> Get out of God. here. He's solving it right in front of us. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. Hand over eyes. Oh my God. And he, he just, just solved, solved the Rubik's Cube. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. Bleep this out. He just solved the Rubik's Cube right in front of us. Holy cow. I mean, on a good day, neither one of us can even just do that with our eyes open. But that's insane. I just watched you with wow. your eyes closed and uh, with the Rubik's Cube above your head. The random thing I just gave you, that is crazy. you just solved it in about, I don't know, seven or eight turns. So you see all that plein air painting with all the changes happening in nature? <laughs> <laughs> comes wow. That's know? crazy. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. That's in, I'm just kind of, I'm blown away. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I mean, I see what the I mean. Sheer, like, so yeah. this is the thing. So you're self-taught as a magician. Yeah. I, yes, that's the funny thing. I, I went to train as a to learn how to paint with with you know masters and but the paint with the magic. I was stuck in West Virginia. There was no one there, so I had books and I just learned from the books. And did you books. did you come out of school and just start doing doing magic? Were you doing art in school? Like yeah, I went. I mean, I went to you mean college and stuff. Everything. Yeah, I went to Carnegie Mellon for a year, and then Cooper Union for yeah. four years. And were you studying art? Yeah, Cooper I studied Union? art. Yeah, I studied art everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like the art that you were studying at uh, at those other? I, I loved Carnegie Mellon. There yeah. was a teacher there named Pat Bellingillen and Herb Olds. Mm-hmm. Pat was great. Uh, she was just wonderful and encouraging. And and Herb was a really excellent figure drawer. Mm-hmm. And um, you weren't allowed to take his class until you were a senior. Oh, nice. But I would show up at his figure drawing class at six in the morning and set up on the way back. And he just uh-huh. let me stay there. He just, and I copied all the anatomy drawings. So he thought, man, this kid's crazy. So I got to study with him for a whole year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, Coop, and then I went to Cooper Union, which that not was so much. That was tough. Yeah. It was hard to bear through, but I did it. Uh, I studied with a great photography teacher there named um, Tom... Oh, shoot, I can't remember. He's Tom Roma. Uh-huh. He's an excellent photographer from Brooklyn. Um, and then that's your question, right? Then I traveled around the world and just went and studied Doing. drawing at the museums and stuff. Right. After I graduated from school and selling my art on the street, I used to sell street art. Back really? Yeah, sold right out, right out on in Soho. So you would just do stuff, and then uh, what were you doing? Like, what, what, what just, were you selling? Uh, I was drawing figurative drawings. So you were selling figure drawings on the street? On the street. So people uh, buy figure drawings people, on the street? Yeah, this was back in 94, 92, 90, 93. Yeah. Huh. And I'd just go down in Soho and I'd sit up in front of the Metropolitan Museum uh-huh. and sell sell my drawings and like paintings. classical figure drawings? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I would go to Spring Street Studios and they had figure, Oh yeah, I would just yeah. do these. That was a great place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Minerva. And I would just draw, 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 and I'd go sell them on the street for 20, 25 bucks. <laughs> so if you got some of those paintings out there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth money now. Um, and, you know, got arrested, 
for selling for art. Selling you're art. supposed yeah. to be a yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a thing. Yeah. I thought you were allowed to sell art. Hey, like. doesn't you are allowed, but that doesn't mean they weren't going to arrest you. This is when uh, is Giuliani, Giuliani yeah. was I remember the, cleaning the, up the streets. Yeah, the article, like <laughs> yeah. the whole broken window thing, but, they, yeah. but which is weird. But I remember there was like a whole controversy that there was artists getting their stuff confis- confiscated. Yeah. So I, they would arrest you, but there would really be no charges? Or I got would arrested they find you once. Too? I got arrested once. Uh-huh. And uh, the cop, he was he was he was pretty decent guy. I mean, yeah, you know, I, he arrested me, and I said, what, "Hey, yeah. I was like, dude, the guy right next to me is selling art books, <laughs> but I can't sell my own art." He's like, "Sorry, man, I didn't take you in." Wait, but why? Yeah, I don't understand. He, he says, "I know this is going to get tossed by the judge, but I have." He said, "I had to get these number of callers." Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I know it was really messed up. There was no. He was really he was yeah. pretty straightforward. Took me to Forty Second Street. That's a whole story. The tombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tombs. Oh, that was hilarious. But, you know. You're doing magic tricks yeah, in, the, totally, in the cell. Totally doing magic tricks <laughs> and stealing watches. That was fun. <laughs> no, we had a blast. I mean, you know, the cops were stopping. Doing their you want to spend a night in jail with one guy. Here's your guy. <laughs> yeah, right. As He's you're like, leaving, holding cell, everybody's like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Giving you a hug and everything. <laughs> we had a blast in there, man. We had a total blast. I mean, it was, and he got me out fast. He said, I'll just turn it over quick. And I got out, but. And then I went and saw the judge, and he saw, he's like, oh, and he just threw out the whole case. Mm-hmm. So, so you was always... it pornography? Is that what you got busted no, for? No, no, no. <laughs> I work. I know, yeah, that's right. I mean, they, they, they would arrest you for yeah. yeah. Well, Instagram might. That's right. Yeah, no, around. but the guy in the bookseller was selling pornography, art books, and all these books. And I was like, you're going to arrest <laughs> me? And he's selling the gambit. So were you always interested, you know, back when you were saying Velasquez and Goya and everything, that that was the... Um, the type of art that you were interested in is that what you were looking for mm-hmm. is that what you were trying to find information on yeah i was taken i was taken a lot by um i wanted to be a figurative painter flat out and i didn't have a thought about being a landscape painter until i showed up at grand central academy and mm-hmm. went on well, did the, the hrf yeah. yeah when did the hudson river fellowship i was like this is awesome i can apply this to everything so yeah i wanted to be like like them but i will say i loved i went to the uh Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. It's a great museum. And I mean, that that guy, he can paint. And just, some of his landscapes are off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they just punch you in the face. And some of them, you just see the canvas behind it. And it's like first pass. Yeah. And he just was talking about being dialed in. That yeah. guy, he could dial in sometimes. It was just amazing. And I thought, wow. He's pretty stingy with the paint, though. That he was guy. pretty. I had this theory that he he didn't really like. He had no contact with anybody else except for Theo when he'd write him and ask for paint, and so he was just trying to desperately use up all the paint so he could talk to Theo again. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad theory. Not a bad theory. At all. But I still do. I I do figurative still. You know. Yeah. Uh, just not as much, and yeah. I don't. When you in the in the whole art world you know you get known as a landscape and then everyone starts demanding landscapes from you and they're selling and then <laughs> it's hard to just like send your gallery here's four or five you know figurative paintings are like, like uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, stay in your lane buddy yeah, stay. <laughs> exactly. exactly but your wife is a is a figure painter yes yeah cammy cammy solace yes good, good. <laughs> cammy's amazing yeah she's 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 i mean my god what it's wonderful to be married to her because I'll bring my, my painting problems to her and she's like, well, you know, 
<laughs> and, she's, and, and I, I'm like, oh, she doesn't she know. She Rubik's she's cubes. She it Rubik's cubes with her my eyes paintings. Closed, yeah. yeah, she totally Rubik's cubes my paintings. <laughs> and some of the times I'm like, she's wrong. And I go back to the studio and I don't follow yeah, what she says. Right. And then about a week or two later, I'm like, all right, I give up. I'll do what she said. And sure enough, it comes out. So with this show that's up at, at Ray's Gallery right now, currently, and hopefully we can get this out sooner than later. But um, yeah, don't say currently. <laughs> the show that was fantastic at yeah. Ray's Gallery, but is no more. So right. when, when you um, when they came to you for the show, did you know you were just going to do you know a big landscape show there? Yes, that, it was it the was idea. landscape. The, the the name of the show is, is um, a noble pursuit, majestic landscapes. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was it was a great. I told them what I wanted the theme to, to be, and they were mm. like, "Awesome! This is what, what you're all about, anyway." So, and uh, it was exciting to do, you know, take a year and really just say, "Okay, I'm gonna do some real, like, massive, like over the like, over my ability paintings." You know, I don't know if you guys do. I don't know if you guys do this, but I do it. <laughs> but I I always paint to my ability on a painting, and then I'm like, okay, how can I paint way beyond what my ability is yeah. mm-hmm. on this painting? I'm gonna go for it on this painting. You know, I say it's hard to do that with you guys because I don't see how you do that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know what I would do. But on mine, I constantly see like, man, if I could just take this one. So I took the show as an opportunity to, to do better paintings. Yeah, and to develop yourself, and you do yeah. when you when, in the beginning. I'm sure when you first started painting for the show by the time you were done with the last painting you were just a different artist that's what you said to me uh, when we met up uh, yeah. at the Salomon Gundy Club that's right you're yeah, so yeah. right Tony it's like you, the, the artist the year you're later you're just a different artist you're just not the same because you've grown so much and you've seen so much and you've had to solve so, so many, many problems, problems yeah. on yeah. the canvas like it's just all chess like you were saying it's like poetic chess yeah <laughs> you know it really is it, you know it comes out looking good not just like tipped over king on the board do you uh so when you did you have the idea of the show it sounded like you had the idea of the show as far as what the the spirit of it Mm -hmm. was gonna be before you even started like yeah going for it absolutely is there something you thought about as in like oh when i do my first like big solo show that it's gonna be this no it was more um i didn't think i i wanted to do a solo show for a long while because i i just didn't think i i wanted I, it wasn't clear in my mind what i would want to present mm-hmm. and then um then i said you know what no put the cart before the horse yeah. <laughs> just say yes and, and i said just i said hey howard this you know lance over at the mm-hmm. race gallery what do you think of this they're like awesome great let's do it then i went home i was like Oh my God, <laughs> I better collect myself. And then, but it's just like the book. They called me, said, okay, here's the contract, write a book. And I'm like, oh, right. it forces you to like, okay, I better like figure this out. Figure it out. Did you, I mean, what did you know about writing a book? Nothing. Exactly. So Nothing. how did you go about saying, okay, I'm going to write I wrote a book an essay now. in sixth grade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I know I would, maybe if somebody came to me and, and, I would be like, I know nothing about writing a book. Yeah. yeah that Did was... you have somebody to like talk to or kind of, hey, this is kind of what I want to do. And and it's not a thin book. <laughs> no, it's, it's like a legit, it's... normal, thick, you know, size book. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, it's... a handsome tome. <laughs> How many images are in the book? About 300, Jeez. I'd say. Must have been and fun to gather. That was fun. I got a lot of great images from a lot of great artists. Yeah, yeah they were really, it was wonderful. Everyone contributed and it was great. I mean, I, the book, I wanted, every artist has a different way of, of painting something. So I have, like on one page, you got three different paintings of water yeah. from three different artists, you know. Um, but the, the answer is there's 60,000 words in five months. 
So I didn't know how to write it, but, but I did know how to organize my thoughts. You know, like when you do magic shows to go back, yeah. you have to lay out the whole show in your mind and write down, okay, this trick, next trick. And then, so that's all I started. I just started like, you know, drawing value, color, da, 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 da. And like sit down one day and just write everything I really knew about value and what I've learned and studied. And then next day, so I'd, I'd start writing around nine o'clock at night after like having a family and having yeah. a life and running my business mm-hmm. and, and traveling and all that. And then I'd sit down at nine and I'd start writing to about three or in the morning, four in the morning. Jeez. And just, and then get up the next morning and go do my day. And, and do just, your day and do yeah, all that and stuff. And then do it, you know, repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat. <laughs> rinse and repeat, yeah. I had a question on the, uh, 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 on magic. Just Okay. <laughs> you know when you were saying you think about your show, you think about the trick, you think about the beginning to the end of the trick. Mm-hmm. What happens, do you have an alternative, like uh, um, a fork if something is going wrong or anything? Um, and say, if this happens, I go this way, and it's a slightly different trick, but it would still be a trick nonetheless. Okay, that's a, that's a great like a question. Plan. And and the answer is mostly Yes. I'd say 99% of the time that everything goes the way it's, it needs to go. And cause I'm the director. Wow. Okay. So you can 90, get it 99% of the, percent time. the time. It goes just right along the route. that 1%. It doesn't. And you got to go to plan B, which the audience doesn't know. Yeah. Which is fine. As long as you entertain them and make them fun and steal something along the way, they're going <laughs> to be happy. And then sometimes the trick does not work. And that's happened before I was doing a show at, at this wealthy estate. It was like the person lived in a castle. Yeah. And it had just like, so these are the clients I want to hire me to do the first trick to, to paint the castle or no, to, to do, do magic. The, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the first, the first I'm on stage. He's got like a hundred of his friends out in the lawn and their white blazers and all that. And I'm like, do the first trick and it doesn't work. And there I am on stage crickets out there. And I said, I had to be honest with you. I missed that trick. I messed up. It didn't work. But me and the audience, I don't know if you're setting me up for something else. That's the advantage. Yeah. But they started to all applaud. They they were like they were applauding because I was just straight up. I was like, I missed the trick. I got it wrong, flat out. Again, I wouldn't trust you. Here, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But 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 it's okay because the next ten tricks I did were so ridiculous that it didn't matter that the first one didn't go perfect. It just didn't matter. They didn't remember. You're painting a picture and you're out in the landscape. And the reason why I asked that is one, because I want to know for me. Because I was like, I'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. It's like, how did he do two, that? Yeah. Back to the idea of la- painting landscape is landscapes is really hard. And when you're out there and the light is changing, and all of a sudden the trick of you going out there and thinking you got it all set up doesn't go the way you want it to go. <laughs> what do you do? So it's like, is, did any of that same ability, that mental you know, exercising you've done prepare you to go out in the landscape or make it any easier to go there and be like, it's not, it might not go the way I want it to go. Yes. I'm gonna, I have an alternative that's, you know, and a lot of it is based, I think, is having skill, mm-hmm. being able to almost like muscle memory your way through something. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've thought about or anything? No, I, I do. It goes back to your earlier question about, I mean, I came and studied with Jacob and the rest of you yeah. uh, when I was uh, 40 And the years, rest. I was 40 <laughs> Tony and Ted, <laughs> I was making fun that uh, of Tony before that uh, it suggested Tonation podcast with Edward Minoff and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> I'm, the re- I'm now officially the rest. You're the rest, Tony. So oh the J Braun, Braun, Sorry. Braun, Braun yeah. is going to be replaced by the rest. The rest. Oh man. Um, I came. I was 39 
when I came to study with you guys and you'd said, oh, did magic help? Like being, learning a discipline? Yeah. So the answer is absolutely because I walked in knowing that I was going to, I could learn, I felt I could learn faster than anyone. It just, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's my competitive nature, but I, thought, I can learn faster. I can listen and I can apply what they tell me and I ask the right questions because I had to do it all my life. In I just learned really fast. And part of that was, uh, part of, learning how to paint is you have to learn how to solve all the problems, right? So when you're out in the field to this last question yeah. and the light changes, it starts to rain, all that. Yeah. You got to have a B and a C plan on your painting, you know, but part of that has to do with, I break it down into the landscape is a three elements and there's only three elements ever. There's the light, there's the atmosphere and there's the objects. Yeah. So, if it goes south, you know, something changes, one of those three elements changes. Usually it's the light. So you got to learn how to do plan B with Which that is, kind of light or that kind of light or that kind of light. And it was preset. Like, I thought it was fascinating that you were like pre... You had certain canvases, for example, when you were talking about the uh, the sunset that you had a couple that you would be like, well, this is kind of set up for the trick. Yeah, yeah <laughs> set up for like the trick. Like I'm pre-setting up. Like I, like, I, I went in there yeah. early and, and, and put in like... <laughs> you know, but I, I think so much of the painting, like that seventh element that you're talking about, character, like there's so much work that goes into figuring out, you know, calibrating your, you know, the, the technical basically. But I, one of the things I think we've also talked about a little bit is uh, that uh, documentary Tim's Vermeer, which is made by, yeah. was it Penn or Teller, one of those guys. Uh, and Pendulette. Yeah. And they approach Vermeer. Like, what's the trick? You know, because he's, I mean, everybody knows that he used a camera obscura. And so, you know, but what's the trick? How do you get that to work to make those paintings? And Tim, like, pretty amazing, like, reverse engineered some, like, added mirror that that made him able to paint a really impressive painting. But it had nothing to do with Vermeer. Mm-hmm. It had so little, like, he set up the setup in a warehouse. Yeah. And the whole thing was trying to find the trick that made Vermeer Vermeer, but it's not a trick. It's like, not a trick. It's the, that seventh element, the character. Like, that was was missing entirely from that documentary and entirely from Tim's version of, of the Vermeer. Yeah. And I think it's the most important thing. Well, this what, it's what you asked earlier about. You said, oh, you write about landscapes painting differently than just in how-to. It's yeah. Because... And I go over this in my mind all the time. It's the vision that determines the techniques. Right. Mm. It's it's top down. It's yeah. like what you what your vision of your painting is, Tony. Like the you know you see it, and that all your techniques are going to serve the vision. Yeah. Right. But if you try to make a painting by being technically awesome and build up a technically awesome painting, it you, might be technically awesome. It might be technically <laughs> awesome, but, but it's that, not a Vermeer. Yeah. Right. So you you're going to lose some sort of like spirit of the, 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 the essence. Absolutely. Something. And that's, that's why we started, again, that's why we started painting in the first place. I, I feel, you know, you start yeah. like, you see something that's so wondrous. You're like, how can I, how can I re- make this permanent? How can yeah, I make yeah. it so I can look at it again and go, ooh, again, yeah. you know? And it's, so the vision determines all the decisions. It's like the character determines the decisions of the, the drawing elements. And, you could give a million people a camera skirt and some oil paints and they don't have the vision of Vermeer. Yeah, I mean, anybody could have that, but yeah, the only one Vermeer. And you can have someone with the poetic sensibilities of Vermeer, but they haven't learned the skills to express that poetic yeah, sensibility, yeah. You know, which is where I found myself before I came and studied. Yeah. Do you ever, like, uh, just looking at the art world and then 
painting sunsets ever like question yourself like i mean i i paint the ocean uh we were talking to katie whipple recently who oh. paints flowers like these are loathsome subjects in the art world do you ever like experience any like inner kind of conflict about painting sunsets? meaning meaning like nobody cares that mm -hmm. I'm well painting. or meaning that like that's something it's not it's not something that the art world doesn't care about it's something that the art world like hates actively yeah. <laughs> hates and they're like yeah. you know it's it's i mean they're we're, we all paint they're like postcards yeah. i have i have a, two answers to that mm. um the, the first answer is the more philosophical one which poses itself as a question are you painting for your time or are you painting for eternal qualities mm -hmm. i paint for eternity like i paint for eternal quality i'm painting beauty i'm painting harmony uh, that's why i'm painting and all for all of as long as humanity exists mm -hmm. humanity is going to move towards those if i'm painting for now for this time period i'd be painting differently yeah. mm -hmm. but i'm not painting for now we mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen 200 years from now we really don't know it's amazing i mean you look at like messonnier who like you know basically all of europe knew his name and now you know yeah. i mean they took the statues down in Paris. like yeah, nobody yeah. knows who he is right you don't know what's going to happen you just so let it be like if you paint for eternity you paint for the what's the all beautiful leave it at that and and then you're going for your vision see again you go for your vision and then everything else is going to fall where it is that's how i stay true in myself mm -hmm. that's the first answer the second answer is i went to cooper union yeah i studied modern art yeah. right i studied abstract expressionism i studied conceptual art I went through it all. That's very saturated I actually area did it. for that. <laughs> I did it. I did concept art. Like I did it for a couple of years while I was there. And it, it all ends in meaninglessness for me. And mm -hmm. it all ends, what's, what's a bigger amount of BS you can sell? And um, I came, I was like, okay, I lived that out. It's not for, it's as it's, it's meaningless as anything. Do you have friends from there who do that, who you feel, who you admire? Like, mm, or one, are there yeah, works one like friend, abstract yeah, expressionist yeah, works no, that you admire? Uh, one friend, Rocky Bridges, he was a couple years older. That's than a made up name. <laughs> right? That's like a porn name. Is it? <laughs> he, he, no, his name is Rocky Bridges. He teaches down in Tarpon Springs, Florida. He's an art teacher. Sounds like an old timey baseball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> But uh, his name was Rocky Bridges, and he does these assemblage like uh, Robert Rauschenberg paintings. Yeah. But they're very poetic. They're beautiful. I mean, I love mm -hmm. them. And I, I get the spirit behind why he does them. And so, yeah, I've got, I say one friend that is in that genre, but he uh -huh. doesn't do bullshit. You know, I did the conceptual class while I was there. And the final critique, the, the teacher and I just batted heads. Yeah, yeah I bet. And I said, uh, we had this big blowout on the final critique because I brought in, you're going to love this. I drew a circle on the wall. Like Donatello. Like Donatello, yeah. right? And then out of that was this black tube made of wood with a hole in the middle. You could look through the tube at the wall, okay? And there's a little ball that doesn't fit in the tube until you... <laughs> no, but there is a ball on top of the tube, okay? Uh -huh. But listen, you, you took out the ball so you can look through the tube. That was the idea. And on the wall was all the scribbled writing like Cy Twombly, mm -hmm. yeah. okay? So that's the piece. We sit, the critique starts. All the students, no one puts their name on any of it, but the students are raving about this piece. No one knows it's mine. They're just going crazy. The teacher finally gets furious, and she says, don't you guys see what he's doing? Like, what are you talking This is Ken's piece. And, and she says, and he's, he's, messing with you. he's messing with you. The piece says, you're looking up your own assholes and talking shit, which is exactly what the piece is. He's like, he's insulting you. She got it. 
I'm surprised she I'm wasn't surprised like. I didn't love that. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you're insulting me to my face. That is so cool. Yeah, no, because I've seen so much of modern, like you know, a lot of contemporary art that does that. Until you really do it to them, right? Mm. And I stuck it, and she didn't like that. And and I said, she's, you know, you're making a mockery of modern art. I said, no, modern art's making a mockery of fine art. It's yeah. different, you know. Art, I said to her at that time, and I walked out. And I said, it's a, it's an amplifier of beauty on a wall. That's what it is, you know. And I'm talking Plato beauty, not pretty, real beauty, eternal beauty. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, I got a C in that class. <laughs> I had a couple of those. Yeah. And 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 just for the record, I mean, I think we all agree that there's a lot of modern art that is really really great. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that it has in common, or some sort of parallel thinking, is that there is a um, a deep sort of meaning or or there's an excellence in one way or another there's a vibe in it that could be you know whether it's beauty or or you know meaningfulness and one like yeah. from the artists and, and and it exists and i see it and it's really great mm-hmm. and it's not what i do but i'm like that's really cool i'm with you i get and i'll struck, be one of yeah. those where I, I that is so far from what i do and i don't know why but there is something really good about that and that's coming yeah. from somebody who i you know think you know is an expert in in something we do you know mm-hmm. like i have i have some sort of experience so i'm looking at this critically and i'm looking at it as an artist but eventually it just melts down to like that's really great i don't yeah. know why it's crazy <laughs> so there's that but there's i that. but there's so much of the horseshit there's so much of it it's such a bummer and it's but you know it's what it is <laughs> we just keep doing what we do. Exactly. We I just keep doing what we do. One more thing, because this has been such a fun episode, and I think a lot of people are really going to dig this. <laughs> I've had a good time. I just pulled out a quarter. Is there anything you can do with it? Yeah, I can teach you a trick. Okay. I'll teach, teach you a trick. Teach Ted, and, and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll comment. All right, yeah, you have to okay. comment. So, this is, some... so I just gave him randomly. This is not set up. I just gave Ken a quarter. And I, I, I sometimes open my big corporate shows with 600 people in the audience with this one trick. Okay. All right. Because okay, they teach, you know, they... You heard out it the, here first on Suggested the, Donation Podcast. Out of the astonishmentinc.com. <laughs> no, the, uh, they teach out-of-the-box thinking, and they hire me to come and entertain and do it. So this is what the, the whole trick is. Meaning like a corporation would say, hey, we want you to come here and teach people how to think. Out-of-the-box. Out-of-the-box. Okay. Absolutely. And it's That's pretty cool. It's such a wild and cool yeah. lifestyle. Because I go <laughs> in, and I do simple tricks, and I, I – I try to get them to figure it out, and then I'll do the same trick with a different method. Oh, that's cool that and, there are multiple and, ways. Uh, to and they do break the same into trick. different. Yeah. They so it's critical thinking. Groups. Yeah, you're critical kind of thinking. But it's critical out of the box. Thinking. Out of the box thinking. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so this they is, should be doing this to kids, by the way. Yeah, they should. Like current kids. Yeah. All right. I'm going to flip this in the air. All right. This quarter. Okay. I'm going to catch it. If it lands, you're going to guess if it lands heads or tails. If you're correct, I'll give you a hundred bucks. All right. That's the. Idea. I saw the hundred bucks earlier. That's yes, right. Well, you you give me a dollar. I'll turn it to hundred and then. All right, so I'm just gonna flip it like that. Just flipped a quarter. Caught. Okay. Okay. Just say so you no. Know. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's hard to do with the microphone yeah. here. Boom. Just like that, and you're gonna call it. Okay. okay. I'm gonna do it one more time so you can see I'm not I'm not forced. It is landing on heads. It keeps going time. heads. Right? I think there's a weighted quarter. Oh my gosh, Tony, did you? <laughs> Every time he's flipping. Go there. It landed. Tails. Finally, All right, okay. it's gotta hit the mic. Okay, so you tell me heads or tails. If you get it right, I'm not gonna move my fingers. Funny. All right. Nothing. Go ahead. Heads. Now. Because if it's we've heads. seen it heads every time, right. except for once. He has his hand, his fist closed right now. He caught the the, the quarter and he has his hand closed. He Over has not opened it yet. 
Right. And I'm gonna not gonna make any funny movements. I'm gonna open okay. my fingers one at a time. If it's okay. heads, you get a hundred dollars. All right. So pinky. Pinky's open. Ring finger. Ring finger. Cursor. There's no quarter. There's no quarter. There's no quarter. But I saw you catch it. I know you did. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. So when you do that in the court, in front of the court, the court. It's gone. so when you do it in front of the court, I will land it on some guy in China. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do it in front of the um, the audience, what that trick is? What do you? So this is what I say, and I'll teach you how the trick works. Okay, mm -hmm. um, the quarter's behind my knee. Behind your knee. Yeah, okay. behind my knee. So the trick is this: I get you thinking in a certain direction. Money. Misdirection. Money. Yeah, misdirection. Direction. Money and. I'm going to pay close attention. So I got you so hyper-focused. Right. Right? But that's in my advantage. I'm saying, if you get it right, you get 100 bucks. Like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Because so I, I want 100 bucks. So now I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat something to create a pattern of habit that you get accustomed to. Uh -huh. All right? So I, I did this a couple of times. And, and you thought I was intentionally flipping it to heads because you wanted me to subconsciously make you think heads. Right? right. That's You're thinking this is the trick. But I'm repeating a pattern so you, you get accustomed to it. So the last time I flip it, I do the same thing right do the exact same thing except my other hand catches it oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah you see i caught it out so you could see it that time and then i move forward and that and nice. so the other hand has it and you're staring at the hand that you yeah. saw you said yeah. that i saw you catch yeah, it yeah. yeah yeah you did five or six times before that last time <laughs> so your memory <laughs> thinks that you saw that time land in my hand yeah you see and then i open it up and it's not, not there reveal. you see yeah that's and so the whole idea of this one is that if you want to think creatively you can't you have to you can't keep going with your your the patterns of which you're used to happening and that work uh, and try to guess what's going to happen or work with the market and all that jazz you have to start thinking like okay this is the pattern but what would be outside of it that would come in that could come in and be a fresh new way of, of presenting something yeah so and you'll see that unfortunately you'll see that with advertising though you think commercial about one thing, then it's about something else. And those mm -hmm. are the ones we're like, oh, cool, right? <laughs> the ones that you remember. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't the same. It, it's not the billboard it's that yeah. you're just like, billboard, 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 you know, I, I don't care. And all of a sudden there's something different that comes in there and you're, uh, that's, yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was a great trick. That was worth a quarter. Here, you can, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pain. Um, Ken, thank you so much for yeah, coming in. Yeah, thank you, and congratulations where, on the book. Where do you? Where can people get the book? You can get it at barnesandnoble.com. Nice. <laughs> you can get it at Amazon. You can get it. Hey, where's the best place for you for from, people to get it? Uh, I live in. No, <laughs> no, I mean like you know some well, places give it, you a better deal. You're I, up in the best Chester. Yeah, I'm in the best Chester. No, I, every place go get it's it. All the Just same. go get it. But. I am very well, proud. Well, the rankings better for yeah. You know, if you get place. it on Amazon, it's really great because then it it, it shows like and give them a good review numbers. on Amazon. Yeah. Go Reviews. give me a killer review. Yeah. Also, if you like the book, and click <laughs> click useful on the other five star reviews. Oh, okay. that's really because that, those are the that, ones that stay up matter? top. Yeah, those are the you, ones that stay up have top. Have you found this information useful? I found it Click. just by watching, and I talked to my publisher, and they said, "Well, this is the algorithm with Amazon. Oh. It's the most recent five stars with the most clicked useful ones." Nice. Because you do get some people on there that are yeah, just, of course, no matter what, oh everybody's going to be no pissed off about yeah. something. Yeah, mostly like their day, but they're going to take it out on your book. They're going to take it out on my book. Yeah, yeah. and and. I got one or, last story. Or if your son does a treckle, uh, a, a, a treckle <laughs> plug, and then plug Tony <laughs> tries to do one, and everybody is like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't." I like treckle. When a seven-year-old talks about it, it's Everyone's, awesome. Yeah. Oh, so I have one. So yes. one last thing about where to buy the book. 
I used to work as a cabinet maker at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. A cabinet really? maker? I was a cabinet maker there for a year and a half. Um, I used to build... Like an apprentice cabinet? No, I, they, no, I actually... Like worked, a carpenter? I was a carpenter and built cabinets for the artwork that you see on display there. Yeah. Like all yeah. the sculptures. I built like a ton of those things. Anyway, so that's where it was a large exposure to all this. I would go to the American Wing all the time and oh, see yeah. all the, you know... All the, the paintings in the glass cases. I mean, it's such yeah. great. So that was my first entry to the museum. But now <coughs> you can buy my book at the Metropolitan Museum bookstore. That's awesome. So I'm yeah. like, yes, I made it into the Met. Yeah, the you're in the Met. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in the Met. You're there. You're there. I'm there. Don't qualify it. Yeah. You're there. So you can buy the book there. How about go that? see That's Ken amazing. at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. The book is beautiful. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations on your show. And thanks for coming to uh, meet up with us before you go perform. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have a show tonight. Yeah. yeah, I have a show tonight. Hey, man, it's great. I'm so happy to sit with you, too. It's like after all those years of being seeing you almost every Every day. Two, two days, you three got, days a you week. You got really sick of me, and like now, it, yeah. now we're back. We're yeah, back. no, and no, that was great to be able Took to sit a down few and, years and off. Fun with you guys. And I do highly recommend if there's ever, if anybody ever comes, uh, has the ability to go see you live doing your 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 magic show. It's 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 I've seen it and it's amazing. So I would say absolutely yeah. go do that as well. The whole time I was like. Oh, I went there with Jacob. Jacob and I were both <laughs> like, right. I was with you, like elbowing each other. Yeah, we're all like elbowing each other, going, "Oh he my took, he, god!" He took your wife's watch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. She yeah. came on stage. You I did. took her watch. That's all right. of a sudden, halfway or halfway into the show, he pulls out a watch, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's my watch." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Ted's like, I didn't forget about it, man. Yeah, no, I still remember. That's an expensive watch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, I, think you I should still see, have you should it. See how much the replica was I gave back. <laughs> anyway, great times. Thanks. Get the book. Um, uh, look out for Ken and and congratulations on everything. What was that? Website. Yeah, yeah go for it. Website? What's the oh, yeah. website? www.kensalas.com. Spell it. K e n s a l a z dot com. And you can follow me on Twitter, Ken Salas, and yeah. also Instagram, Ken Salas. That hard. It's only one of us. I think, so. <laughs> especially who does landscapes yeah, and true. magic at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, thanks a lot, Ken. Thank oh, you, thank Ken. you, Ted. Thank you. We'll Tony. see all uh, awesome. all of you soon. And thanks and for listening. Thanks for listening and and talking about uh, reviews. Get a go go over there onto iTunes and give us a good review. And then and click useful, useful on all the good re- reviews, so we can keep doing. I this. don't think they do that on iTunes, but if the, either way, just do it anyway. You got to find a way. Yes. Right? All right. Peace. Best of luck and God bless. Awesome. That was awesome. That was great. Thank you so much. So that Rubik's Cube thing. Just, Isn't that that's insane. That Rubik's yeah. Cube thing. I, I don't know how you did it. Yeah, I'm sitting there I, I like, I'm yeah. trying to problem solve it and trying to like outsmart. And I always try to do it and I, it's like I just can't. Yeah. Just can't outsmart. Yeah, it's, it's you know, this stuff, this, they came up, this, this goes back. Ah!